I ain't got nothing against nobody. I'm just saying we looking up at stuff on Instagram and I'm going to keep it real with you. Instagram has been the detriment. Social media has been the detriment of so many amazing people with great potential, which you give up because you comparing yourself to somebody that's doing it the easy way. And so the prosperity of the fool is gonna be your destruction. Cause you ain't what you've been putting in the work and you right there, you right there. You on the brink of something great. But soon as you scrolled on the gram at two o'clock in the morning, when you had a little doubt in your mind and you saw somebody taking a trip and you strolled again and you saw somebody with the money, you say, I can't do this no more, I quit. And he was right there, the prosperity the food that messed up your whole algorithm and it's destroying you. What's good, what's good, what's good, family? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper, man. Hey, man. Episode 64, Jose. What we talking about? Ha! Oh, how much I love a good Tuesday. Joe, you got my phone? Somebody get my phone for me. It's in my office, yeah. Man, listen. Before we get too deep into today, man, let's just make sure that we like, subscribe, and share right quick. Right quick. Let's like, subscribe, and let's just share. I got to do this right quick because Jose going to feel some kind of way if I don't. I got this... This is for Jose. This ain't for me, y'all. This is for Jose. And that is simply going live. Jose say go live. We live. There we go. Alright. I apologize. So listen. Episode 64. Trapping Tuesdays. First, man, I just want to thank y'all each and every week for tapping in. The growth has been phenomenal. The support has been phenomenal. And I don't care what nobody said, we the number one show. It's in my heart. It's in my mind. And I see it. You know what I'm saying? I think there's no better tribe than the trappers. You know what I'm saying? It's what we do. So, so we dedicate ourselves each and every week to to financially implore you to be better. To help you navigate these waters with confidence so that unlike Peter, unlike Peter on a boat who had to wake Jesus up, when he, when, Jose, Peter had to wake Jesus up because he was unsure. And Jesus said to him, oh yeah, little faith. Have I not? So, in these troubled waters, like I want you to know how to navigate this with confidence. So that, so that in the day that I'm not here, you can still move, you can still capture, and you can still attain the wealth. And we're not even talking about on a rudimentary level. Not even on a rudimentary level. I'm talking about, I want you to do it at a level that is so, that is so keen, that is so above normal. I want you to do it like, I re watch this. In 2000, Jose, the stock market only came on the TV one hour a day. 
one hour a day. What changed between 2000 and 2023? What changed? What changed? T to where it went from going being on TV one hour a day to now being on TV 17 hours a day. Something changed. So something changed. Something changed because we went from being able from from being able to trade stocks, you had to like get the paperwork in the newspaper and mail it in. To now being able to get on your computer or your phone, something changed. Something changed. Something changed. And what I want us to understand is our financial algorithm also gotta change. Our, our financial algorithm also gotta change. This, this ain't their granddaddy stock market no more. This Wall Street looks like us now for a reason. And most people be like, trap, Wall Street don't look like us now. It's black. I mean, it's all white. And I, I say to them that most people are optimistic and pessimistic at the wrong times. You, you are preconditioned to be optimistic and pessimistic at the wrong time. So when I tell you Wall Street look like us now, you automatically get pessimistic. But what's happening is you're letting your diluted experience keep you from seeing the bigger picture. That's what's happening right now. But that's why we got trapped into it. That's, that's why we understand the concept behind Wall Street looks like us now. It's not just a race of people, it's a class of people. We talking about classism here. Don't get me wrong, I am 100% proud to be a black man living in America. Now wait, let me say something to all my people that say black ain't a color. It, like I ain't in that. That ain't, my, that ain't my ministry. That ain't my thing. You know, the good morning people, that's, it ain't morning. That ain't my ministry, right? You, if I say black man, if I say African-American, you start telling me that ain't my ministry, right? That ain't my ministry. But what I do want to say is I'm proud to be a black man in America. And just because I'm a black man in America, I'm a pro black man in America. Don't mean I'm anti anything. I'm anti ignorance. I'm anti oppression. I'm anti-financially suffocating. I'm anti-miseducating. Uh, I'm, I'm anti those things. I'm anti those things. But I believe that because we live in America, I believe we have the greatest opportunity, better than our foreparents, to build wealth and to change our financial blueprint. Now, Ronald Reagan said something that I really love, Jose. Ronald Reagan said that freedom is never more than one generation away from being extinct. Freedom is never more than one generation of being extinct. But I want to add something to that, Jose. On the flip side, freedom is only one generation from becoming into existence. You one generation away. You one investment away. You one book away. You one course away. You, 
You one option play away. You one real estate play away. You one Turo call away. You one business away. You're one generation away from taking freedom and normalizing it. Yeah. Yeah. So when, we, when I say Wall Street look like us now, my approach about this thing is different. So when I say Wall Street looks like us now, I want y'all to be mindful that I even stopped pushing the Wall Street Trapper brand like I used to. Don't get me wrong, it's the personal brand that I'm building because I want people to understand what who Wall Street Trapper is, what Wall Street Trapper represents. Wall Street Trapper is not a person. Wall Street Trapper is people. Wall Street Trapper is a tribe. Wall Street Trapper is a man. Wall Street Trapper can be a woman. Wall Street Trapper can be a child. Wall Street Trapper is all of us. Wall Street Trapper is a certified Wall Street Trapper. It's a person who comes from nothing, who comes from the bottom, who comes from the working class, who desires to build wealth, who desires to change their family dynamic, who desires to be the person to introduce their family to freedom, who desires to make investing the new formula and not retiring when they're 65. A certified Wall Street Trapper is a person that is designed to go against the economic state, the economic rules, the unseen rules, and create their own. The certified Wall Street Trapper is a person who is who is dedicated to being a part of the financial revolution, the financial revolution within their family, the financial revolution within their neighborhood, the financial revolution within their stratosphere, the financial revolution. So what is that trap? A revolutionary is simply someone who sees that the current system does not benefit them, so they decide to go against the system. Am I telling you to run on a White House? Hell no, but what I am telling you is whatever system that is oppressing you, I need you to be the disruptor to go against the system. That's what I need. Because today's episode 64 is about financial resiliency. It's about being resilient. It's, it's, about, it's, about, it's about going against the grain. Uh, that's, that's financial resiliency. That's, that's what this is about. This is about being resilient. It's about, it's not just about learning how to invest. Nah, it ain't, it ain't just about learning about it and how to invest. It's about learning how to diagnose what, what is that thing that has been holding you down? What is that thing that has you anchored? Why is your financial algorithm consistently repeating itself and what do we have to do to disrupt it? Do we have to throw the whole system away? Do we have to find new searches? What is it? We got to find a way to disrupt that algorithm because what happens is we are inheriting an algorithm that is only suppressing us. And what happens is you become, ooh, ooh, you become traumatized. You become traumatized and you become the person that normalizes lack. You, you become, and tonight we're going to talk about some of the things that's going on. Jose, more people now have part-time jobs than in 2008 
We talking about this though, Jose, 2008 was a financial crisis. Some people never came out the crisis from 2008 because they still in the same algorithm. I'm not even talking about social media here. Some people never got out of the 2008 recession. They've been in the same algorithm since 2008. The system done rebooted, the system done updated. We done had new players to the game, but you got some people still in that algorithm. Jose, trapping tools is this the disruption button. We the disruption button. That's what we here for. We, we come here not seeking to be, you know, we, we don't come here to seek validation. We come in each and every week to pour into the people because Wall Street look like us now. So we come in every week to say, I look like you. You look like me. I've been through what you've been through. You've been through what I've been through. I can relate to your struggle. I can relate to your pain. Yep, I know it is like my mom was on drugs. Yep, I ain't had no daddy. Yep, I had... You know, if your daddy was an alcoholic. Yep, you went through this. Yep, I, I had the lights cut off too. Yep, I ate cereal and water. Yep, I ate the bread sugar sandwiches. Yep, I ate the, I know what it's like. We got the same. Yep, I seen my people get mad too when they went to the store. They be like, Trap, you tell good stories. I said, it wasn't funny when I was going through it. It's funny now. I can talk about it now because I'm 41 years old and I've overcome. I've healed so many things, but I still got a lot of healing to do. But guess what? I can talk about it now because there's a late relatability factor. And that's what make us the same. That's what make Wall Street look like us now. It's not about black. It's not about white. It's about the classism. It's about us going through the same struggles. It's about us being able to relate to each other and say, yo, I want to attain that. I want you to see me and say, damn, Trap was homeless at 13. Trap went to prison at 16. Damn, Trap is successful now. Guess what? Wall Street look like us now. If Trap can do it, I can do it. I want the black men to see, see me and be like, damn, Trap went to jail, Trap went to prison, Trap ain't had his father, but damn, Trap be loving on his daughter. Damn, I want to be a great father. Damn, you know what? Wall Street look like us now. I want black women to see me and be like, damn, like Trap is upholding this. He's doing some great things. Damn, that, there are some decent men in this world. I don't want us to keep saying ain't no good black men out here. Wall Street look like us now. You know why? Because the only way we can truly build wealth is if we bring back the family dynamic. We can't build wealth as an individual. It got to be us as a whole. It got to be us as a collective. So I'm going to just keep it real with you. I don't care about the other stuff. I want us to move as a unit because if you see one ant, you crush it. If you see a mound of ant, you got to go get some help. You see one ant, you can just do that. You go see a whole mound of them, you got to go get some help. I'm going to keep it, I'm tired of them doing it with one of them. They got to go get some help when we get together. They need to go get some help. A bunch of us that's educated, a bunch of us that know how to build wealth, a bunch of us that can play the stock market without fear, a bunch of us that know we ain't got to be going to H&R Block to file our taxes, a bunch of us that know how to play the wealth game and we ain't putting out all our money in the bank, a bunch of us that know how to get our credit right, a bunch of us that don't need the government, a bunch of us that's not, a bunch of us that's not being traumatized by being on welfare, a bunch of women that ain't classifying themselves as bad bitches all the time, a bunch of men that don't just want to be some ball, we need some leaders. Like I'm just saying when I say Wall Street look like us now in my mind there's a whole prestige that gotta come with this 
There's a whole prestige that got to come with this. So, so when I'm talking up here, yo, I promise it ain't just because we don't even get the views we're supposed to be getting. We, we still rocking. We, we don't get the downloads we're supposed to be getting. Instagram be suppressing a lot of my stuff. But guess what? You ain't never seen me hide no likes. I don't hide no likes. We post the stuff on YouTube. We can have 1,000 1, likes. Guess what? We still posting every day. You know why? Because it ain't about the likes for us. It's about the consistency. It's about the impact. Because guess what? 1,000 people might like it, but 10,000 people might see it. So we ain't tripping. And in a world where everybody is in the world where everybody cares about analytics, we still just care about impact. In a world where everybody cares about standing next to superstars, we just care about impact. In a world where everybody want to be in the photos and everybody want to see who they with, we just want, we just care about impact. And this ain't nothing against nobody because everybody built different. I just understand that we have a different mission. So when we say Wall Street look like us now, we like salmon. We ain't going with the grain. We going against the river. We going up river. We going upstream while everybody else going. We just going a different way. And here's the thing. We ain't mad at nobody for not rocking with us. We just want love on the people that's rocking with us. So when we say Wall Street look like us now, we want a group of people that are going to be financially resilient. I don't care about making millions. My goal is how do I create millionaire families? I'm already won the game. It ain't, I don't got to, I don't got to flash the money. That, that shit lame to me. How many families can I help change? Dude DM me today, Jose, he said, trap, in three months, I went from 5,000 to 15 rocking with you, bro. I ain't never seen this type of money before. I ain't, I ain't think this was possible in the market, bro. I'm like, bro, you just getting started. Wait till you turn to 15 to 30. Wait till you turn to 30 to 50. Wait till the 50 become 100. You feel me? So I just want y'all to know that, man, episode 64, Trapping Tuesday, I wanted to start off today with, man, just I love y'all, man, I appreciate y'all, thank y'all for rocking with me, man, we ain't going nowhere, and I don't care what the numbers say, but we want y'all to support us, we want y'all to send those out, because watch this, I can only touch so many people. But you know how we grow? We grow when you send it to the group, when you make the conscious decision to engage with us. When you say, yep, Trap just dropped this. Let me, let me copy this and send this. The same way we send each other those memes all day. The same way you got a phone full of pictures and memes that you ain't going to never use before. The same way you sending the people in the group chat seven, eight, nine things in a row. Man, go send them all the things and say, listen to this. Let, I won't change the conversation. Like, that's the way we change. How do we change our financial algorithm? Easy. Let's first start with changing the conversation. Fellas, let's stop sending all the pictures of the big booty women. I ain't got nothing against them and the ass shaking up. Let's start sending some stock market news. Let's start sending some real estate news to our people. Say, bro, I ain't worrying about who's smashing who. I'm worrying about how can we smash this bread. 
Ladies, let's stop sending the toxic conversation to each other. Let's start female ingress investing groups. Let's start women investing chats. Let's start talking about how we help each other build businesses, how we help each other increase the portfolio size. What mistakes did you make while you was investing? What mistakes did you make while you were? And if your people ain't talking about that with you, I'm going to be real with you. You need to move them because they disrupting your algorithm. That's how we change. I won't change. I won't be a change agent. But, the, but watch this, y'all. The change start with me. I'm doing everything in my power right now to be not just financially good, like mentally good, spiritually good. I'm feeding my spirit. This morning, I was up at 4.50 this morning doing a financial prayer line with my mentor, Eric Thomas. I'm doing everything in my power to be better financially, but I'm doing everything in my power to be better spiritually, mentally, emotionally, so I can show up every day as the leader that I'm supposed to show up as, as the vessel that I'm supposed to show up as. The problem with a lot of us is we keep asking God to help us. We keep asking God to align us, but we ain't doing what we need to do to catch up with the assignment. We want, we want the assignment to slow down so we can enjoy this moment. No, you gotta give up the enjoyment of the moment to catch up to the assignment so you can start walking in purpose and abundance, whatever that look like. Whatever that look like. We gotta get, listen, you cannot bring old luggage to a new destination. The new, listen, you've been to Aspen. You trying to bring Aspen clothes to Hawaii. This is a new destination. That attire don't fit. So I need us to move. I need us to change. I need us to disrupt that financial algorithm. I need us to disrupt that. And I want us to make the conscious decision to engage in the things that's necessary for us to be better. Listen, we about to fall on some rough times right now, yo. A lot of stuff going on right now in the market, and I'm telling you, it ain't just the market, it's the economy. That's why we named today's episode Financially Resilient, because it's gonna take resiliency for us to get through what we headed for. And what you gonna see, you gonna realize a lot of relationships Ain't meant that you're gonna realize a lot of friends ain't, uh, you're gonna realize a lot of people you would talk, uh. Cause a lot of stuff gonna come to a halt. And we, don't get me wrong, my, I'm enjoying making money in the market, but I also understand that the sign, the writings is on the wall for something real catastrophic to happen. And I promise you, you think crime crazy right now. You think murder rates crazy right now. You think people going crazy right now. And I hate you. You think people abusing their kids right now. You think people committing suicide right now. Wait till 08 is apparent enough because at some point the government got to say we can't do no more. You got two walls going on in America and both of the walls. America got $33 trillion in debt. Bankers are tightening up the lending right now, restrictions. The scam is going to get deeper. Your information needs to be protected a little bit. I'm telling you, it's going to get real serious. It's going to get real tight. And if you ain't got the right group of friends around you, you're going to be seeking information. You're really going to be what they call dumb money. 
because the blind can't lead the blind. And the worst thing that I don't like about us is we wait till a catastrophic event to happen to try to create change. We wait till we sick to one go to the doctor. Why you ain't been exercising? Why you ain't been eating good? Why you wait till the people tell you, I got cancer to thought, no, you should have been eating right before that. You wait till you sitting on your deathbed that won't change. We got the opportunity now to fix it before it get bad. We got an opportunity to fix it before it get bad. And here's what I know. Man, Trap, you just talking. Trap, Trap, it ain't about to be that. All right, cool. Here's what we all know. Here's what we all know. Yep, we had a bad October. I mean, we had a bad September. We had a bad August. We had a bad market last year. But that's just the market. Let's talk about the economy. We ain't had that yet. We ain't had that break yet. We ain't, we was young when, I just come off from prison in 08 when we had the financial crisis. What we looking at right now is horrible. What we looking at right now, we're gonna talk about that tonight, but I promise you, y'all, you ever been in a situation and you see all the signs and you be like, all the signs was there. Y'all so good at, y'all so good at, I can see the red flags in that woman, or I can see the red flags in that man, but you won't see the red flags in yourself, and you don't see the red flags in the economy, and that's the stuff that matters most. You and the economic environment around you matter more than the red flags you see in a man or a woman. You good at seeing them, but you blind when it come to seeing you. You blind when it come to seeing what's going on in the world. You blind when it come to being able to put yourself in position. And now when it happens to you, you, oh Lord, get me out of this. But God, like I've been sent eight boats to help you. You pass the boats up. You let the boats go right past you because you was YOLOing. You was at every concert. You asking me for the money, I'm giving you the money and you blowing the money. You using the money to go with people that... At what point do we say enough is enough, y'all? At what point do we say enough is enough? At what point do we say, man, I got to get my stuff together? At, at what point? At what point? At what point do we say, yo, it's... <sighs> we already know that there's a, sign, there's a time for seed, and we know that there's a time for harvest. The worst thing about it is when you looking for the harvest in the seed season and you discombobulated because you won't understand the seasons. Let me make that make a little more sense to you. April, May, June, July, August, I'm, look, I'm buying two and three watermelons because they got seeds. October came, I'm like, yo, where the seeded watermelon at? I'm mad. They don't got seeded watermelons no more. I'm pissed off. Man, the people killing off all the watermelons. They tripping. They trying to kill us. And somebody said, hey, bro, it ain't watermelon season. I said, what? He said, bro, it's October. It's not even watermelon season. 
The problem is you looking for the harvest in the seed season. And you mad because you can't get a harvest because you ain't never plant the seed. You ain't never till the soil. Watch this trap. Why are you looking for watermelons that you ain't never plant anyway? Let me go a little further. Trap. Why are you looking for watermelons that you ain't never plant and you got a whole farm? Let me make that make sense. I'm not even talking about watermelons in the farm right now. I'm telling you, you got access to all the tools, but you ain't using them, but you expecting the results from something you ain't never done and the tools right there collecting dust. It's right in your face, but you don't want to do nothing with it. Man, get me out of here, Jose. Get me out of here, man. Get me out of here. Get me out of here, man. Trapping to this, man, episode 64, financial resilience. Man, listen, man, do me a favor. Man, like this right now. Get the likes up. Subscribe. Share. We got a great episode ahead of us. Shout to my team. Uh, let's, let's put our prayers up for, for Dave. He had a family member that truly, uh, you know, Medical situations. Let's, you know, let's let's say some prayers for Dave for y'all that with the family. Let's get it, man. Trapping two, this is episode sixty-four. Let's get to it. Two day, give me a little beat right quick. We need to break the monotony. I think I was, give me something right quick. You feel so, yeah? You feel me, Jose? You gotta you gotta stop me when I you got <laughs> you gotta stop me when I get in them type of situations, Jose. Golly! Let's go, man. Hey, listen. Come on over right quick. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? Listen, man. Trapping Tuesday, episode 64. It's 224, y'all on here. Meet us over here. Uh, We're going to talk about Birkenstock tonight. Meet us over here on the Wall Street Looks Like Us Now Network right now. It's on YouTube. Check us out right now, man. We gonna, got about two hours of game to give y'all. Bring your notepad, bring your pen, bring your paper. I love y'all. I'm going to be in there. I'm going to holler at y'all. Oh, oh, so listen, listen, listen. When you get in here, when you get in the chat, you got to say we here. It's on YouTube. Go to the Wall Street Look Like Us Now Network or look up Trapping Tuesday. And when you get in the chat, say we here. When you get in the chat, say we here. When you get in the chat, say we here. Let me see y'all. Where my regular trap is at? Ah! Where my regular trap is at? That's it each and every week, man. Let's see y'all. I see y'all. Denise, I see you. Larry Morgan, I see you. Buzz, Buzz, I see you. Roxanne Stewart, I, you know we Queen Tory. We know we see you. Okay, Michael Stafford say we here. Okay, Real Talk Jay say we here. Okay, they in the building there, Jose. Let's go, man. If y'all get that, man, let's go. Trapping Tuesday, episode 64. I'm going to see y'all in the chat, man. Make sure you say we here. I love y'all. I'm
Let's get to it. Ha! Ah, today, that was good, dog. I think I kind of like what you had going on right there, brother. All right, man. Trapping Tuesdays, man. Episode 64, man. Jose, we 64 episodes in. So that means we what? That means we what? 44? 46? 46 more episodes away from 100. You know what they say? They say most shows don't make 100 episodes. Somebody said, Trap, why you ain't, why you ain't, why you ain't, um, why you ain't celebrate one year? I said, for what? I ain't, I planned on being here longer than a year. Why would I celebrate what I knew I was going to be here for? I, that, that wasn't a, wasn't an accomplishment to me. Now, a hundred episodes, that's an accomplishment. Because a hundred episodes show consistency. A hundred episodes sold a 36. Yep, 36. 36 episodes, yep. Yep, 36 episodes. Uh, thank y'all. So a hundred episodes show consistency. A hundred episodes show uh, resiliency. A hundred episodes show evolution. Right? That's a different type of commitment. 36, you have 36. Uh, 100 episodes, I'm, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't excited about one year. He was like, yeah, we made one, and we were on tour. I was like, bro, we, eh, meh. 100, though. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, you know, we did the billboard before the show. Bro, we 64 episodes. What you mean, has it been a year? No, we did the billboard after. No, bro. Did we? Yes. No. Yes. Okay, I think we was... Huh? Well, so you got to think we did the first show... Right after Invest Fest, because I launched it for Invest Fest. I let them know we was coming. And then, so we probably did the billboard around November. Because I remember we had the sweatsuits on, because it was kind of nippy. Because we walked and we was like, yo, it's nippy out here. So that might be, I think it's time for another billboard. I think we need a Wall Street look like us now billboard. On the same. Spot on the Nasdaq joint. All right, man. Listen, let's go, man. All right, man. <laughs> All right, let's go, man. Y'all know what time it is, man. Let's go, man. Y'all know what we're doing. Listen, I want you to do something for me, though. I want y'all to do something for me. I want you to, if you're in your house, saying this with me, 
I want us, I want you to say it and tag me in your story while you're saying it. That's what I want y'all to do. Thank you for the super chat, beloved. Thank you so much. All right, let's go. Man, somebody said I've been here since episode seven. Let's go, baby. All right. I am a certified Wall Street trapper. I'm confident in my ability to make great investments. The stock market is a machine that prints money, and I'm more than capable of operating this machine. Not only will I free myself, but my family will eat for a lifetime based on the information I apply today. I'm a money maker and a wealth builder. Today I break all the chains that anchor me to that poverty mindset. My ancestors will smile now because I have turned our last name into an asset. Y'all know that's my favorite part. Because a lot of people sacrifice for us to be here. My family's purchase of power will increase indefinitely. Today, I make the declaration that no longer will I be a slave to money. No longer will the generations behind me inherit lack. No longer will I submit to selling my time for money. I am a first-generation millionaire. I am the architect of my family's legacy. I am a certified Wall Street trapper, and Wall Street looks like us now. Let's go. 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 Hey. Ah, let's get into it, man. Word on the street is here. Word on the street, man. Let's get to it, man. When we had a good day today, where the Patreon? Where my Patreon at? Where my Patreon at? We back trapping. We back trapping. We back trapping. We had a whew. We back in the trenches, though. We back feeling good. Shout out to my Patreon people. Shout out to my Trappers Anonymous. Shout out to the family. All right, man. Let's start it off, man. So we had a, we had a hell of a week, man. It's up today. Everything up. You hear me? Everything up. The NASDAQ was up. The S&P was up. <laughs> Everything up, bro. Change it to green, brought up. <laughs> my dog, my dog. So everything was up today, man. Uh, we had a nice rally, though. We had a nice rally uh, Tuesday, no, Thursday. So the S&P right now is up 3% from Thursday. I want us to sit on that. The S&P is up 3% from Thursday. Now, we had 4,071,034 calls. We had 4,003,062 puts. I want you to see how slim that margin is. That's a real slim margin. Shout out to James. Say, I joined the Triple Bean team today. Let's go, brother. Right? Uh, 
I'm not going to lie. So I put some plays and we'll talk about them today. Um, I've been real, I've been shorter on my plays. Uh, got a CEO. We had to thug it out, but you know what? We here, you hear me? Um, we got we got some stuff to talk about today. We definitely got some stuff to talk about with 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 a lot with a lot. And I'm gonna tell y'all why I had the conversation I had today, uh, why I feel uh, some of the ways that I feel today. Let's go a little further to it. All right, let's check out our let's check out our heat check, man. Microsoft was a, you know I I I never do Microsoft options, bro. I never do Microsoft options. I don't, even though they be running, I just don't, I don't, I don't trust them like that, bro. They be, they be doing their thing. I just, I've never done a Microsoft option play. Um, I don't really, I don't, I don't just trust them. It's a great company. It moves right, but I just don't, and I stick to that. I stick to it. I stick to it. All right, so we had Apple up today. I mean, Apple uh, was down today. Microsoft down today. Oracle down today. NVIDIA hit for 1% today. Uh, Adobe hit for 1% today. Google was up, and then it came down. It was printing real good. End of the day. But I know what happened with Google. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you why it didn't finish in the green. It hit an all-time high, and everybody, you should know this. Every time a stock hit an all-time high, sellers come in. I don't care what the market got going on. Every time the market hits, a, every time a stock hits an all-time high, every time the stock hit an all-time high, 139, came down. Now, what I do feel, I feel like it'll hit, it'll drop a couple more dollars, maybe 136, maybe even one, I think it's probably at 137 right now. I think it'll probably go as far as 133, 132, and then it'll get, then it'll get back in motion. I think that's what happened. I think that's what's going to happen. What is that right now? Well, let me just go to Robin Hood right quick. You got to be quick, little brother. You got to be quick, little brother. Now, if I get it before you. Bam, I done got it before you, bro. Golly, I started after you, bro. Mm-hmm. Doing the wrong thing. You was already on the app. So it's at 138 right now. Uh, I think it. I think it'll go 134 ish, 135 ish, and then it hit. Because all that is is people saying, "Hey, it's an all time high. Let's take profits," which is one of the reasons why I personally not all time high. 52 week high. I'm sorry. Thank you for the correction. Not all time high. 52 week high. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not all time high. 52-week high. I apologize. Thank you for the correction. Uh, that's what I meant. 52-week high, 139. Uh, it hit that today, and, uh, and it bounced back. 
So I think, I think maybe 136, maybe 135, as far as 134. And I think it'll bounce back because the only thing that's happening is, and this is why one of the things, one of my laws, one of my rules is um, when I'm playing the options game, I try my best to avoid if a company is close to its 52-week. Just because I know it's going to bounce. And that, and, that, and, that, and that always happens. Now, what happens is this, though. It'll hit it, and once it bounces down, now it can skyrocket past it. And once it enters that realm, now it can, it can do whatever it got to do. So that's kind of what I have, man. Uh, let's see. Amazon. We had Amazon Prime day today. Definitely was a banger. Tesla uh, up 1.5% today. That was, that was sweet. Netflix. You know, I've been just saying stay away from that one. Coca-Cola been getting beat up, but it finally turned around. That was real good. Uh, ServiceNow was down. CRM was down. Costco, AMET was down. And here's the thing, though. A lot of this came down toward the end of the day. It was up earlier. It had a run earlier. Came down toward the end of the day. It happens. Anyway, let's go a little further, Tudor. All right. So, man, we in our fear. We, the, the market is definitely not greedy. And this coincides with what I was talking about, y'all. Like, this 125, I mean, it's 25 gauge. Is that 32, fear and greed? The market's still... The market's still kind of fearful. But I will say this. Two things happened today. And I want us to uh, I want us to be a, I want us to realize this. Two things happened today, y'all. The two things that happened today was one of the things that happened today was treasury yields came down. Now let's talk about that for a second. Uh, I had wrote something in my phone. I didn't get a chance to to write it down. I wrote something down that said, uh, watch this. I wrote something down, I was doing some data today. And it says, um, right here, the S&P is at an 18 PE. So it's at an 18 PE. And the VIX, has come down. The VIX has come down. The S&P is at an 18 PE. But watch this. If you're in, you in a triple beam team, I told you this gym, and I'm not going to get deep into it, but I'm going to say this. The 10-year yield, the 10-year bond, the 10-year note is at 46 The 10-year note is at 46. So the yields have come down. And because the yields have come down, the market has given uh, a relief 
valve. So one of the things you need to pay important to, poor attention to is the yields. Now, last week's episode, last week's episode, we talked about something. Last week's episode, Jose, remember we said this. Remember I said this, Jose? I said 42, 02, and 42, 18. Right? Remember I said that? The market got close. The market got close. And what did it do? It tested that. Now, remember, when we talk about these ranges, it ain't saying it necessarily got to hit the 42.18 or the 42.02 was the low low, but it hit 42.25 or something like that, which is still in the ballpark. So it tested that, and then it did what? That's why these episodes be so important. I say, listen, y'all. Once it tests this range, I gave us two scenarios. I said, if it tests this range and fall, we in trouble. Because once it fall through 4218, 4202 is the next, the next place to catch it. But 4202, if I'm not mistaken, 4202 put us took all the gains away for the year. You feel me? So 4202, okay, I need a whiteboard. I need a whiteboard. I need a whiteboard. I need a whiteboard. 4202, no Khadija, 4202. No Khadija, 4202. So watch this. Good job. Good job. All right. So let's go to let's have a whiteboard moment. Y'all saw that? I was on the thing, right? They saw me? Oh, damn. Slip, dog. Y'all ain't shit. Let's go, y'all. <laughs> All right, so watch this. Y'all ain't crap. My team ain't crap. They let me fall on the board, you hear me? All right, so here's a couple things we want to talk about right here. Right? So here's what's important for us to see. It was important for us to see. <laughs> they said we saw that. Today, the whiteboard moment supposed to be on the screen, bro. Not supposed to let me get caught up like that, dog. All right, so watch this. So if I'm not mistaken, 42.18 was our first level. That's what, that's what we eyeballed last week, right? 42.18 was our first level. And then 42.02 was our next level historically. Now, the thing was, the issue was, I think we got to 42.24. I think that's what we got to. We got to 42.24. This was our level. We got to 42.24. That was our level. Now, 
the thing was, if we passed up 4218, our next level was 4202. The problem with that is, if we would have got down to 40, if once we break this, we know we're in trouble. Once we break this, we know we're in trouble because now everywhere between here is chaos. Everything between here is chaos. Why is that chaos? Because the range between 42.18 and 42.02 is now becomes unfamiliar territory back to January. You feel me? Yep, all the same neighborhood, 100%. So anything between 42.18, if once we break 42.18, the next support level is here. So everything here means everything that means blood. Everything between that means blood. The crazy part is to get here, we, we don't want to drop that because we already established that 4202 Erase all S and P gains for the year. Right? So we know that all gains, once we hit this number, once we hit this number at 4202, we erase all gains. Now, somebody came in the chat and said 39. I said, bro, we definitely don't want to see a 39. <laughs> but I'm going to say this, though. I will say this. Forty two oh two is still possible. Forty two oh two is still possible. It came to forty two nineteen, so we was real close to it. It came to forty two nineteen, we was real close to it. Same neighborhood. Now, the thing is, we had a rally Thursday. We had a rally Friday. We had a rally Monday. Thank you, beloved. Shout out to my love, Nat, man. Appreciate that super chat. She's been so consistent with us, yo. I ain't going to lie. She's been so consistent with us. Right? So 42, and if you don't know what this is, this is called basis points, y'all. Let me, let me backtrack a little bit. To all my new trappers who, who don't really know what these numbers is. So if you look on side the S&P 500, if you look inside the NASDAQ, if you look inside the Dow, you'll see numbers. Those numbers are called basis points. These basis points right here 
are the basis points of the S&P 500. Why do we use the S&P 500? Because those are the 500 biggest, they call the S&P 500 the big board. So the Dow has the 30, the uh, NASDAQ has 100, but it's really a little more than 100. That's 105. And the S&P has a little bit more than 500, but these 500 are the big boys. So they call this the big board. All right, so they call the S&P 500 the big board. So the points on side of the S&P 500, those basis points leave a footprint. Okay, let me, let me, listen, to all my people that's been trapping for a while, this segment may not be for you. All right, so for all my people that have been trapping for a little while, this segment right here may not, this may not be for you. But let's take a minute Let's take a minute to bring, I told y'all, we move as a unit. So let's bring everybody up to par so they can know what they're looking at. You feel me? So watch this. So if you look on your phone, I'm about to help y'all out right quick. I'm about to help them out right quick, Jose. I always look at the Russell Real Talk, Jay. We look at the Russell too. All right, so let's look at the phone right quick. All right, let me do this. Let me go to this app. Boom, so we can get this. Okay, so watch this. So if you look on the stock market, you'll see this, the Dow. And then you'll say 33739. And then you'll see S&P 4358. And then you'll see NASDAQ. Thirteen, five, six, two. Alright. So what happens is this. These three are called indexes. Together they are called indices. Right? So for this one, you got a hundred. For this one, you got 500. For this one, you got 30, right? You got 30 companies, 30 companies, 500 companies, and then you got 100, right? Now, as these 30 stocks move up and down, it causes these basis points to move. So if these 30 stocks as a unit. So they move as a unit, right? So some are up, some are down, and the combination of them causes it to move a certain way. Now, the difference in that is this. These 30 stocks, now you got to look inside of them and see who has the biggest weight in each one of them. So it's Apple. They all weighted different. Right. Some of them by price, some of them by market cap. Right. This one is by price. This is by market cap. So watch me here. So depending on how these 30 stocks move, meaning who's buying, who's selling as a collective, every second, they, that that index is moving up or down. Every second, that index is moving up or down. So 
as a whole, if this 30 stocks together go up in price, that causes these basis points to move. We trapping or we trapping right now? Everybody understand what we're going on right now? All right? So watch this. If these stock prices inside these 30, there's, there's technology that measures if this index is going up or down based on the buying and selling. So if there's buys and there's sells of stocks, if enough people are buying, then the 30 stocks in here go up. If enough people are selling, it goes down. If they at a standstill, they'll say it's flat. They'll say it's flat. Now, when they say the Dow has lost 300 points, that means there's, ooh, this is good. When they say the Dow has lost 300 points, what they're saying is the sellers are winning. And so now if the Dow lose 300 points, that means this now goes to 33, what that is, 439. If that happens, then the Dow is now down. I mean, the dollar's down. So if they say that S&P is 50 points, 50, and they'll always say this word, basis points. I'm going to give y'all some homework tonight. I'm going to give y'all some homework tonight. Ooh, this is good homework. Khadijah know this homework. This is good homework. Tonight, to help you understand the market a little bit more, I need you to go figure out how many basis points equal one percent. It's about to be good. It's good. It's good. So your homework tonight, because my goal is to help you understand how to play this game. My goal is to help you understand how to play this game and how to play the game well. Right? I'm not talking about an ETF. I'm talking about an index. Your goal is to go understand how many basis points equal 1%. You need to go understand that. I'm talking about the whole exchange. Talking about the whole Dow, the whole S&P, the whole NASDAQ. Talking about the whole exchange. I'm not talking about an index. I'm not talking about one ETF. I'm talking about an entire exchange. So you need to understand how many basis points equal 1%. So when they tell you that the, the Dow Jones has lost 400 point basis points, you can say, okay, well, that is such and such percent. I'm okay. Talking to him now. Now here's what happens. A 400 point move on the dial don't mean the NASDAQ or the S&P. A 400 point 
move down on the dial doesn't mean the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ is down. Four hundred basis points don't equal four percent on the Nasdaq. I mean, on the Dow Jones. Here's what I need you to understand. I'm glad I said that like that. Watch this. Because every index is weighted differently. A four hundred point move, a four hundred basis point move here doesn't equate to the same thing as a four hundred move here. Because watch this. 400, 400 basis points in the S&P, you got a problem. If the S&P loses 400 points in a day, if the S&P loses 200 points in a day, we got a problem. So we talking about in one day, if the S&P lose 200 points in one day, you got a problem. You got a serious problem. But you, the Dow can lose 400, 200 points, 300 points in a day, and it don't even be, it'd be like, all right, the Dow is down 200 points. I bet. So once you go learn what this, I need y'all to let me get the homework out. Once you go learn what the basis points is percent-wise, now you need to go learn how every index is weighed. Because they all weigh different. They all move different. They all move different. So you might hear the S&P has lost zero point six seven percent, but that thing bloody. That thing lose the S. Watch this. The S and P can lose one percent, and it be it's bloody. But the Dow can drop three hundred points, and you'd be like, I bet. You gotta remember. You gotta remember. These numbers are drastically different. The basis points are drastically different. The stocks that's in each one is drastically different. <laughs> we already working on the trap. We at the front of the class. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. I like I like the front of the class. We not sitting in the back of the class no more. All right. So here's what I want you to understand. Every index moves different. Now, just to give you some context, Jose, you like this? Just, just. Just to give you some context. Yep, you got the Russell too, so let me just add that because people are asking about it. Got the Russell 2000. All right, so this is the small caps. All right, so now let me give you context. Let me give you context. I like to give context what we're doing here. Well, this is good, bro. This is good, bro. Somebody online trying to sell them this for 1997, bro. You feel me? This is good. All right, so watch this. 
the Dow Jones represents 30, watch this, of your more industrials. So even you, your John Deere, your Caterpillars, you know, that's what's over here. The old, these, they say that these represent the actual, like, economy, right? Industrial economy, right? The S&P is a mixture of the 500 biggest companies, right? Your 500, it's the best. This is why you see some companies, when they go public, they may start off somewhere, but their goal is to get on the S&P or the net. They be like, yo, they just entered the NASDAQ. We got rid of them to put them here. <laughs> All right, watch this. And then you got the NASDAQ. So this represents mostly technology stocks. Now, it is 89% technology and the other, what, 11% is a mixture of some other stuff. Banking, finances, you got some other stuff in there. It is about 89% technology. That's why when you see Apple, Google, Microsoft, NVIDIA, when you see all the tech stocks running, you're going to see three things that's going to go crazy. Q, Q, Q. Um, X, L, K. That's what you're going to see go crazy. You're going to see that go crazy. So when you see this going crazy, you can always partner them two with it. Ooh, we cooking. Ooh. We cooking right now. We cooking right now. So when you see this going crazy, you can almost bet that this going crazy and probably... Now, I'm going to tell you something. SMH. Oh, so when you see QQQ, XLK, when you see the NASDAQ going crazy, you can bet them two going crazy. Now, let me help you out, though. If you see NVIDIA... Watch this. If you see NVIDIA, AMD, and Broadcom doing good, then you also know that SMA is going crazy too. Yo, I'm giving This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Khadija, y'all about to Khadija should know this like the back of her hand. Right? So I'm giving you an idea. So if you see QQQ, XLK doing good, then you probably know the NASDAQ doing good because they represent the technology. If you see NVIDIA, AMD, and AVGO doing good, you probably already understand that SMH is doing good and also XOL is doing probably good too. SOXL, probably doing good too. Not so much TSMC. They don't really be moving too much. Right? Now, I'm going to tell you something. Apple is a dragger. Apple is a dragger. The reason why Apple is a dragger is because it's so big, it drags this and this, but it doesn't necessarily drag the NASDAQ. 
So Apple will drag the Dow. Apple will drag the S&P, but it won't drag the NASDAQ. And the reason why I don't drag the NASDAQ is because you also have Microsoft pushing. You also have, you have so many other pushers inside of there to where it doesn't drag it as much. But I will say this, anytime you see this, anytime you see this, anytime you see both of them down, it's a good chance they're going to drag the market together. Because these the biggest. Anytime them two down, it's a good chance that one of those indexes are down together. <laughs> that boy is good. Mm-hmm. All right. So y'all homework, before we get back to what we're doing, you got to go figure out what one basis point equal. And once you figure out what one basis point equal, you got to figure out how that equates to each index. So now when they tell you the Dow Jones is down 400%, you, I mean 400, 400%, Jesus Christ, 400%, let's all go inside. <laughs> Grab the guns, they shoot. 400%. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Ain't no more market. <laughs> you feel me? But the market, 400 basis points, you need to know how many, if 400 basis points, what does 400 basis points equal a move in the Dow? What does a 1% equal move basis points in the NASDAQ? What does 1% mean inside of the S&P 500. I all my all my all my all my advanced people, y'all already knew it. But all of my new people, we just gave you an amazing idea. We gave you an amazing concept on how to play this game. For me, it's all about teaching you not just how to buy stocks, but we need to again, we're not just on a rudimentary level here. Right? And the goal is to bring everybody up to par. So we all can see the game and understand, oh, 200 points, I don't got to panic. That's not even, you know what I'm saying? 200 points on the dollar, I bet. That ain't 1%. I, uh, 1% on the S&P is, so if you understand how these basis points and these percents move, now you understand, you can gauge how the market is moving. All right, let's go. Good, 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 good. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Alright, how we feel? I ain't new, but I ain't never had it broke down like that. Let's go, man. That's my goal, man. My goal is to help us play this game at a high level, man. You know what I'm saying? People be, they don't really be giving us the game how we should have the game. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. See, I love how you teach. Shout out to Real Talk J. It's a movement. Uh, Terrain Beavins puts wood print. Puts will print with 400%. 400%, boy, listen here. <laughs> That's a heavy, somebody done got filthy rich on 400%. I'm dis. listen, 400%, we not even talking about an option play. We just saying uh, a market move 400%. Yo, somebody got rich and somebody broke. <laughs> That's a fact. All right, two let's go a little further, bro.
All right, let's take a minute, man. Let's get our likes up, y'all. We got 2,500 people in the game. Uh, let's just get more likes up. Let's get more likes up. Let's get more likes up. All right, cool. How many likes we got, Jose? 1,100. Let's get the likes up, y'all. Let's get us to 1,500. Let's get this to 1,500. All right, so watch this, man. So Bernard Arnault and the LVMH family, they're making sure their wealth stays deep in the game. So, of course, you know that this Birkenstock, not the Birkin bag, people. That's by Hermes or Hermes, right? Birkenstock is the sandal company. Been out since the 90s, yo. It's old school stock, right? But I heard they're kind of like some of the most comfortable slippers in the world. Why everybody here going, bruh? <laughs> I thought they were just Huh? So these Birkenstock sandals are like crazy. But I realized that this dude here is, he different. He different. So what he just did was he went and got 325 million worth of, well, he's, he's, He's dedicated to buying 325 million worth of Birkenstock once it dropped. Now, mind you, he's that's gonna represent like maybe two percent of what the company gonna have, yo. Two, three percent. Now, what he gonna do with this? Now, why is this? This is what I call playing a game on a different level. So they also have a, not a hedge fund, but an investing company through LVMH. They invest in the 300 and something million through their investing company. So watch how this is going to look, though. It's still not personally owned by him, but it's still dedicated to the family. Now, we know they got Dior. We know they got Louis Vuitton. They got Hennessy. So now... They got the large scale, and now they're going to hit us on a low three. They're going to turn that 325 million to at least six, seven hundred million. Easy. Easy work. He, that's the grandchildren network right there. That's, see, that's what I be talking about. Like, so here's what I like, and I'm not going to lie. So when people be telling me, so I think I'm a big picture thinker, right? I'm a big picture thinker. I'm, I'm a big picture thinker. So here's what I like. I like when people come to me and they be like, trap, I got 10 shares. I'm about to take profit. So one, I congratulate you for having 10 shares. You in the game. But two, I'm mad at you for wanting to take profit. The reason being, how the hell we ever going to get the 325 million worth of stock if we keep taking profit with 10 shares? How many? So it's supposed to IPO at about $49. So it's about 6 million shares? 6 million shares. Now the crazy part is this. Watch this, B. Watch how dope this is. 
Watch how dope this is. Six million shares, right? $49. It's him and two more companies that's buying up 70% of the stock. So what you think going to happen when the stock IPO? It's going to pop. Watch this. Let's say it opens at 49, it goes to 55, and he still have his position. Right? Like, what happens if, all right, I buy 325, it shoots up to 55. I let it play for a little minute. I sell half my position. It was 49, sold at 63. That's sickening. So that's what I be saying when I say, why are we taking profit at 10 shares? Like, I need us to start thinking, I'm going to keep it real with you. Even me, like, like I'm at a point now where I'm like, I'm, you know, like, like right now I got a thousand shares of NVIDIA. Got a, my, I got a thousand shares of all my big dog companies. I'm at a thousand, a pop. Bruh, on a large scale, bro, that ain't nothing. You feel me? On a large scale, that ain't nothing. So somebody asked me, like, trap, when you take profit, I'd be like, to put it in my pocket? Never. Stock money is stock money. Stock money is wealth fund. That ain't for me to take out. That ain't for me to take out. That's for me to, I want to reinvest that. I want, my goal is at, my goal is to generate enough money from the market to live off it. But my goal ultimately is to trade to keep funding the buy and hold. I, my trades is to fund the buy and hold. So when I went, I took 40 grand from my options account to go buy 40 grand worth of AVGO shares when it had made that big fall. Other than that, I'm not taking the money out like that. The goal, the goal is to trade to invest. Because what happens is, once you can trade and then invest, you know you've adapted a skill with trading. You feel me? You've adapted a skill. Like, there's people that actually live off, right? And that's a good skill to have. But what happens when you, I can say, all right, let's say I can go get, let's say I can get a million dollars a year. Just bare minimum. Let's say I can get a million dollars a year out the market from trade. My goal is to invest at least 550,000 of it.
Let me just give you an example. I know some people are like, no, you got to pay taxes and all that. I'm just, don't, don't, don't hit me with the literal right now. Just understand. <laughs> he painted a picture. You feel me? My goal would be to be able to do three things. Have re-up money to keep trading at that scale. Buy and hold, and then I can take a little profit. If that's what I, if I wanted to live off of it. But my goal, I don't want to live off what I make in the market until I'm in my 50s. That's when I won't start playing like, all right, let me live off this. Right? I think we don't, we don't play the game. Ooh, this is good, Jose. Watch this. Watch this, Jose. I'm about to say something. Our financial fortitude hasn't reached the apex yet, right? So what happens is we don't give ourselves a chance to master the game. As soon as we see a little profit in the game, we won't take the profit or we won't, I can live off this right now. But what happens is it takes a gradual acceleration for you to get to a point where the market now becomes your vehicle of livelihood, right? That doesn't happen overnight. But because we so ready to quit the job, we so financially frustrated that, well, I told you, we optimistic and pessimistic in the wrong times and we pre-programmed to be like that. We got to change that idea. We got to change that concept. Right, so for me, when I'm playing a market, Jose, I'm looking at the market like, all right, like, watch this, Jose. What does my life equity account look like? I just blew that out of the park just now. I just blew that out of the park just now. Right? What does my life equity look like? And watch this, Jose. Do I have enough, do I have enough life equity to where I can draw from it. Come on, Jose. Come on, Jose. Do I got enough life equity to where I can draw from it and see the residuals from it? Soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. Soak it in. Ooh. <laughs> right? Because if we don't got enough life equity, Right? If we don't got enough life, God, Jose, if we ain't got enough life equity in that, then bruh, we can't. So watch this. If you don't have enough equity, let's make it make sense. If you don't got enough equity in the house, you can never truly attain ownership of it. Right? You can never truly attain, because you don't got enough equity in it. It's simple. We know what equity is. It's ownership. So, how much life equity do you have in the game to where it, be, it can now become residual, right? So let's, let's put it in another context. The house is not really an asset until you have so much equity in it to where now it's good. At some point, it's an asset, but it ain't an asset for you. It's actually a liability for you. It's an asset for the bank. Until you get a certain level of equity in it, it becomes the asset for you. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. The same thing with the game. 
But once the house has enough life equity in it, once the house have enough equity in it, now the equity is now what you can live off because you now have a, you're sitting on a bank. <laughs> Come on, bro. If, if you don't got enough equity in the house, it's not really an asset for you. It's an asset for the bank. But you're still paying so it can be, so you paying your dues. What we talked about earlier, Jose, come on. You know I'm about to go. You, you know I'm about to go. You know, <laughs> you know I'm about to go. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If you don't got enough life equity in it, watch this, B. If you don't got enough life equity in it, then it's not an asset. It's an asset for someone else, but you're paying diligent hands build wealth. This is in the Bible. Diligent hands build wealth, but lazy hands make poverty. This is in the Bible, Proverbs 10 and 4, right? Lazy hands make poverty. Diligent hands build wealth. So, the house is an asset, just not for you. But you got to be diligent in the process. Okay, I'm getting my equity in so I can retake ownership from the bank and I can retain ownership. Once I take possession, Joshua, go take possession, prepare the victuals so I can take, so you can take possession of that which I have promised you. Okay, we're just going to back up a little bit. So if you pan it and then you take possession of it, now you got the equity and now you've transferred, you've transferred ownership to yourself. Now, same thing with the market. We're just going to switch that up. What's the life equity in it that you got invested? So in the beginning, if you lazy, lazy hands make poverty. Diligent hands. So now we in the market. We work in the market every day. We work in the market every month. We learn in the market. We do what we got to do. We do what we got to do. Diligent hands. We diligent. We diligent. Diligent. Consistency. Putting in the work. Making a conscious effort. Diligently building the wealth. Because diligent hands build wealth. So we diligent in the market, we diligent with gaining a skill set. Watch this beat. This is the key part to this. At some point, we can take complete ownership of the skill set and the profits that it produced, increasing our life equity so we can live off the market. And now we living off the land. All right, man. Chapter 64 is over. It's over. It's shop closed. Bringing the theme music, man. It's over. Jeez. I just got to sit in that for a second. I think E.T. would be proud. That was good. Now, that's good for what we talked about earlier, Jose, digging in. 
Digging in. Digging in. All right, so that's what Bert, but back to this part. We done forgot all about Bernard. We done got all off Bernard. All right, back to Bernard. All right, my bad. Two days. Let's get the recession portfolio right quick. I forgot all about Bernard. I forgot what the hell we were doing. All right, go to the first one. All right, so here we go, recession portfolio. Y'all know we got TPH and uh, VTRX at the bottom. They're still doing good. It's just stupid thing. I got too big. All right, ATRK, we lost $4 on today. We still up 43 uh, CELH hit today for another 1600 That's good. Costco, listen to me. Let me tell y'all something what I love about Costco. All right, all right. Let me tell y'all something I like about Costco. I like Costco. Goddamn, give me that, George. That's the light. Right? Uh, what I like about Costco is the fact that they've, 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 and I didn't realize this. I heard Kramer say it and it made so much sense to me. I got to give Kramer's props on this one. Kramer said, <laughs> he said, so I, I love Costco, but I never thought about it from this perspective. He said, you probably won't see people stealing our Costco because you won't even, you can't, you gotta, you gotta have a membership just to get in. Bro, I ain't, I was like, ooh, that's good. <laughs> I said, that's you got a point right there. And you ain't breaking no Costco glass because they ain't no, it's like a big warehouse. You need a whole like truck to run. In the door. Man, they ain't going to grab no Costco, boy. So, anyway, we like Costco. Ah, oh, Crocs, bruh. And I didn't dawn on, it didn't dawn on me till later that the retailers was getting beat up. And I should have got out of that. I didn't realize. But, anyway, it is what it is. Um, Eli Lilly, crazy. His was amazing. I'm going to talk about this tonight. And I know people be mad at me, but I don't think people get it when I talk about like war is a for-profit game, right? Um, and in no way, shape, form, or fashion am I saying like we won't see people get killed. We won't see people get, like I'm not for war. I don't want man. I, I, Steve ain't seen the video. He said the video. I won't, I won't show him something in a minute. I'm, not, I'm never for war, bro. More mean people got to get killed, mean people got to die. Like, nobody for no war. But I try to make the obvious obvious. And, I, and it was simply me saying, when there's a war, you're going to see defensive stocks skyrocket. Now, mind you, I've always said you need to own defense because we, we live in a world where war exists. You can't get around it. It's kind of like living in the old days and not having a sword or a horse. It exists. It's living in the cowboy days and not having a pistol. The difference is we couldn't buy a stock in it then. You feel me? But not, like, it is what it is. So we definitely not, we don't want to see that. We don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, and I don't like that people do that. But we was down on this, this LMT play by like $1,000 over the last month. It, went out, it was just, I was like, damn, it's just going to turn negative on me. Bruh, 
That thing popped $33 yesterday. I said, ooh, I'm about to sell it. I'm about to sell it. You know why, though? Because the only thing that made it pop was the war. It wouldn't have popped outside of that. I would have been still losing on it. I'm like, I'm about to sell it. I'm about to sell it. I'm about to sell it, dog. I'm about to sell that, man. Huh? No, just Lockheed Martin. Yeah, I'm going to get out that position. I'm going to get out that position. That's one of the ones I already was saying, like, Lockheed Martin going to go next year. Uh, Costco going to go. I mean, Lockheed Martin going to go next year. Crocs going to go next year. TPH going to go next year. SAIA going to probably go next year. Probably got like six something going to probably go next year. Anyway, uh, Meta, Vidya, SAIA, TPH, VTR, they doing good. Uh, let's go a little further today. All right, so today, bro, I told you to get this one off too, bro. You can take that off right now? Huh? Take it off. So one of the things we wanted to do was uh, I always show y'all, shout out to the Patreon right quick. Shout out to the Patreon right quick. Want to show my Patreon some love. Uh, nope, we don't do, we do not do penny stocks over here, fam. That is, that is not the game that we play. We don't play the penny stock game. Shout out to the Patreon group today. One of the things the Patreon group hit me with today, they said, uh, they was like, damn, Trap, you on fire this morning. And one of the things I like to do is when I see, when I see an opportunity, that's how I move. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always lining stuff up. I'm always um, putting myself in position. I'm always ready to execute, like, even in a loss, bro, I never once thought about not about quitting the game. You know what I'm saying? Like I never thought about, man, I'm about to, I'm about to, man, I ain't about to trade no more. Man, I'm about to, I'm about to stop, bro. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't for me, bro. This, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. That's not my genetic makeup. Is this is the game for me? Right, and as long as I can press them buttons, as long as I can see it, as long as I can understand it, I'm playing a game. And hopefully God bless me with enough life where I can teach my daughter so when I'm at some point I can't do it, she can do it for me. Stank, press that button right there. Mm-hmm. That one. That's the one. <laughs> you feel me, G? Nah, mm, that's the one. Put it on triple beam, man. Put it on triple beam. And so that's what I want to learn. So we gonna we gonna uh, we gonna get into this right quick. Two to get to it. He gonna put it up, pull it up that fuzz right quick. And uh, last year, for, last week, September was kind of tough. And I and I and I was the first one to say in the Patreon group. And I think that's why the Patreon people rocking me. I'm gonna say this. Because I'm transparent. I'm transparent enough to say, you know, I took an L, y'all. It's part of the game. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm you know, it's part of the game, right? I'm, I'm not going to, don't get me wrong, the goal is to be flawless, right? The goal is to, I don't think nobody ever gets in a game and say, 
I want to lose. But you also know that at some, I can't control the market. I can control what I see. And if I take an L, you know what? I got to take it. We ready to it? Huh? He said, what? Pull it up. Just, just pull it up. I got it. Just pull it up. Just pull it up. The one we just had. Yep. So this supposed to be off. I wound up getting this play two times. And I separated. I did something different. So it's the same meta play. I just staggered it. Uh, but it's the same play. They both up 17,000. It shouldn't have been that. It's, they both up 17,000. But I put that play inside the group. Um... Last week, I put that play inside the group last week. So right now, the Patreon group killing it on that play right there, that meta play. Uh, I gave them two plays. So this play and this play. We put, I put this play in this morning. I put that play in this morning. We up 17 on that. Uh, the Amazon play. I know some people in the group kind of didn't feel me on it, right? They kind of wasn't feeling me on it, but it turned around for us today. Uh, it was actually up higher than that. It went down a little further today, but this one is just the meta play. So this one right here is the same play. I tried something. I wanted to do something. Um, I, I ain't put it in the Patreon because they be... I, gotta, I realize that when I'm trying something, they're going to try it too. <laughs> so sometimes I got to just be like, let me just do this right quick. So, you know what I'm saying? So I layered it, I staggered it, but it's the same play, same call, same play. I just switched a month, a month below. And I wanted to see, I was measuring um, the percentage ratio. So I bought the same amount of shares in the same play. I just staggered the dates and I wanted to see what the percentages was, how the percentages switched if you layered them. So I, so I bought the June call. I bought the April call. Same amount of contracts, same exact date, same exact price point. But I was trying to measure and the delta was almost the same. But I wanted to measure. So the goal now for me is to add another skill set to what I'm doing. It's I'm testing out. When I layer them, like when I'm adding different legs to them, what is the difference in deltas? What is like how far months I got to go if I move it up in a different year? So I'm trying to measure that. And I didn't want to tell them because I know they was just going to do it. <laughs> and I didn't want them to do it. I just wanted to. They would be like, yep, we on the trap. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> they be ready to pull a trigger. So, uh. That's what, we, that's what we wanted to do right there. But we up on the meta play, so we, we salute to that. But the Amazon play uh, turned for us again. I can't tell y'all this play because I always wait three weeks after I'm in the play to expose it to the, the group, to the, to the people. Um, and what is this? Oh, and that's another play I got today. It was actually up. So that's what we got going on. So I will say this. I will say this. 
So September, I lost 70 grand on a plate, 69,000. I got 40 of it back. And I ain't mad. Yup, Jose, yup. You know what I'm saying? So we got a, so we got a, I got 40 of it back. And I ain't mad at that. All right, let's go a little further to it. All right, so there's money to be made when war is the subject. So Congress buys up war stocks ahead of attack on Bahamas on Israel. Gold went up, Oxy. Well, this is the ones they bought. GD, General Dynamics, Oxy, FTNT, LMT. They also bought uh, General, Dy General Dynamics. They also bought Lockheed Martin. They also bought uh, NOC, which is Northern Grumman. Um, but are we surprised? That's my thing. Like, are we surprised that Congress, um, they say, child, we follow you because you're way more right than you wrong. Can't for wrong. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so we, we not surprised that these people are making money off war. We're we not surprised at that. That's, that's what they've been doing. They move, as soon as they understand this about to go on, they buying in the closed market, they buying days before. We, like, we know what they doing. They bought this ahead of the game. That's why when the market got up, they ain't just shoot, they was already in it two days before. They knew it was about to happen. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to lie, like, People be saying stuff like Congress shouldn't be able to buy stocks because they know what's going on and all that. I'm going to just say one thing. If it was you, what would you do? What would you do? If you knew we about to go launch something, what you going to do? If I'm being real with myself, I don't want to see war, but let me show you this video right quick. What if you got the video? Let's load it up right quick. I want to show y'all something. So right here is a video of a rocket literally inside of a person's house. That's, I know what two twin beds look like when I see them. So that's either the kids' room, but because it's in the, it could be an adult room too. But I know what two, I know what I know what two twin beds look like. So I'm gonna say that the kids saw that. Like, you just imagine you in your crib chilling. You hear the noise. And then a rocket comes through the ceiling. All right, get off that video, student. So I'm going to say this. I always say that. People in America, we take a lot of stuff for granted. 
And y'all be on my neck when I be saying it. Y'all be on my neck. No trap. Da, 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 da. And my thing is always this. You ain't never walked, you ain't never walked out your house and worried about a rocket coming through the roof. You worried about some ignorant dudes in the front shooting. But my thing is always this. How much of the stuff that's going on in our communities is self-imposed? Because them people ain't had nothing to do with that. They, they, they ain't had nothing. They ain't had no right, no say-so, no complaint. That ain't got nothing to even do with them. That's really something, that's their government got something going on that the people been, you feel what I'm saying? And so when we sitting here, we be saying, yeah, I know it. Guess what? Guess what I know? I know that we $33 trillion in the hole. I know it. Our government done sent over $100-something billion over there. I know it. Yep. They don't teach financial literacy in school. Guess what? We know it. Healthcare ain't free. Guess what? We know it. Our tax dollars go to waste all the time. Guess what? Yep. We know it. Racism is huge in America. Guess what? We know it. But I, what I do know is this. Sometimes you don't understand how good you got it because you in it. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have better places than, I'm not saying that, right? I'm not saying that Dubai is not a beautiful place, but I probably don't want to live up. All right? I'm not saying that Turkey probably isn't a beautiful, I'm not saying that, uh, what's the one start with a P? Uh, not, not Poland, uh, Portugal. I heard a lot of black people go to Portugal. They say the quality of living is better. Probably is. But what I will say is this, man. You ain't never went to sleep and was afraid that a bomb, a rocket, we ain't talking about some foolish clown outside shooting in the air because he's stupid. We talking about a rocket that come from a tank or that come from some type of Missile launcher. Somebody say waiting three weeks to expose to the public is not a great idea. Yes, it is. Get in the Patreon. You can get it the day we do it. It's the purpose of it. But I just want y'all to understand that, man. Like, I would never... Like, I, I pray for that situation. I don't know what's going on. Right, we, can all, we all have these ideas. This doing that, this doing that. But I, I thought I listened to T.D. Jakes this Sunday. Me and Jose was talking about it. What happens when you get in the crossfire of Pharaoh's ego? That, that, was, that was Peter's crime. Peter's crime was he was in the crossfire of Pharaoh's ego. He did that wrong. And when I heard that, I said, ooh, that's good. 
Because right now, people are in the crossfire of Pharaoh's eagle. That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening right now. That's what's happening right now. And, and it's shameful, it's hurtful. I don't, I don't have a I don't have a right or wrong in there. I just know innocent people getting killed. You feel me? I don't have a right or wrong. I don't have a, I just know anytime innocent people getting killed, that's a problem because the people who got the ego problems sleeping safe at night. That's, that's my thing. The people who really got the problem, they in their crib chilling. They in their, uh, what you call them? The, imp uh, the, the empire of the, it ain't even a mansion. It's something else they sitting in. Embassies. They chilling. So, let's move on, man. Let's go to it. All right, right here, world's top 10 companies. Here we go. Lockheed Martin, Boeing, Raytheon, Bay Systems, Northern Grooming, Drone Dynamics, Airbus, Thales, Leonardo, like, and, and the, a, the ETF also made killer bread if you wanted to get into that. Uh, but again, Pac said it, man. They got money for war but can't feed the poor. Let's go a little further, brother. All right, man, right here, man. So Boeing takes flight, man. So this is a good sign for Boeing, right? This is a great sign for them, man. Their net September orders are up. They had 214 orders shipped out of net orders. Year to date, they have sold 724 airplanes. But watch this. Watch this. In September, Boeing delivered 27 airplanes. That's good because that is the highest that Boeing has been since 2019, I want to say. When it comes to sell, I had this rolled down in my phone, y'all. Yep. Also, watch this. Boeing's biggest competitor is Airbus, right? So watch this. Boeing uh, to date has 371 planes. Airbus made. Airbus has 488 planes made. But here's the killer part. The backlog. The backlog of Boeing is 5,172 planes. That is amazing for them. They haven't been in that position in a long time. They haven't been in that position since the black box situation. Remember that? When that was? 2018? Remember that? That was 2018, huh? When the plane crashed with the black box? They've been suffering. You remember that, Jose? That boy said a couple. Yeah, they had the 737. The thing crashed, and it was, they said it was a black box issue. Like something wrong with the black box. And they've been struggling since then. So for them to have 5,000 backlogs, that's good. Now watch this. Since we talk about Boeing, five of the top defensive companies add $28 billion to the market yesterday. Think about that. 28, five companies added $28 billion to the market 
Yo, we, I'm just giving out some game tonight, dog. I'm giving out some game tonight, bro. I'm giving out some game tonight, bro. I just go there for a two-day. Oh, this is good. Big banks are taking losses. Now I'm about to, so watch this, y'all. I'm going to give y'all a second. I'm going to give y'all a second. I need y'all to get y'all a pen in the pan. I need y'all to get a pen and a pad because I'm about to offload some numbers on y'all that I need you to take heed to. I was waiting for this one, Jose, because this is the one I need them to see. So watch this. Banks takes losses. The bank is right now sitting on $1.7 trillion in equity losses. That means September brutalized the banks. But they sitting on losses, right? Unrealized losses on investments in security have skyrocketed. Recently, unrealized losses account for 33% of all bank equity capital. This is a very important trend that we need to watch. Watch this because, okay, let's dig into it. And we're going to get into this, and then I'm going to get into Tudi. After this, go to the one that says what's making the market move. You feel me? You hear me? All right, so watch this. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> All right, so watch this. I want us to think about this right quick. The bank's objective is to make money, right? So if the bank is sitting on $1.7 trillion in losses, plus, watch this, plus now we have 420,000 U.S. American workers that are now on strike. We're going to put some things in perspective and why I say that the economy is we are. This is why I say we are we are in a situation where it's about to get real dangerous. So anytime the banks are sitting on one point seven trillion in losses, watch this. And then people have already tapped into their savings. Right. Credit card debt is at an all time high. Household debt just hit 1.7 trillion as well, right? So if the bank losing this kind of money, people don't have the money, right? Lending now because the bank understands that people don't have the money. Sales on everything is going down, but while sales are going down, prices are going up and wages aren't matching inflation. So what the banks have now done is the banks have now said, yo, we have to tighten up these lending conditions. So now the bank not even lending money like they would. So the bank is losing money. The bank is not lending money. Credit is high. People are at fear of going default because we've already said that the average person is behind at least 60 days on at least two bills. Not one, but two Let's partner that with 420,000 people are now on strike. That's the most since 1983. Wow, people on strike. We need money. We need money. But watch this, Jose. 447,000 people now work two full-time jobs in America. Watch this. While another 1.2 million people have now adapted to a part-time job to coincide with the full-time job. Watch this. Watch this, Jose. To go with that, that is 33% higher than 2008. We talking numbers. 
So the reason why that's important to me, y'all, is because we talk about a market being, we, we all talk about making money in the market. That's cool. But if I'm being honest with you, we need to make money in the market. And the reason why we need to make money in the market is because our economy is on eggshells. Financially resilient is what we call in episode 64 and it's for a reason, y'all. I told y'all this a couple months back. I said, we need to finish the year out not spending no money. I said, we need to finish the year out saving to invest, seeing if we can have some liquidity because the writing's on the wall. And what happens when the Fed or Reserve has maxed out on what they got to do? But guess what got to happen now? Now, because of this war, these the 10 year and the two these treasury yields have come down. But that's not fundamentally why they, that's not a fundamental reason for them to come down. It's an event that's causing them to come down. Fundamentally, we still in the same position. So when I said that 4200 is not off the board, it's not. And even though we may have a rally, I'm listen, I got options. I'm, I want us to have a rally because I want to print money because I want to be in position to have the liquidity when an opportunity presents itself. Now, I know we hear them saying recession, 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 recession. And we like, man, they keep hollering that. Well, if we keep saying it's gonna rain, one day it got the storm. And I just need to make sure I got my umbrella with me. Watch this. One of the things that hurt people in New Orleans for Katrina was because we had done been through so many hurricanes where we didn't leave to where we was like, man, I ain't worried about that hurricane. Now watch this. Even though the hurricane wasn't as bad, but if our ass would have left, so many people wouldn't have got hurt. Because what happens when you're in the crossfires of Pharaoh? What happens when you are in the crossfires of Pharaoh? And your stubbornness is the reason why you're affected. I need us to understand that we are in a situation, y'all, that is the writings are on the wall to where this truly looks like it can be a 2008 all over again, just not with the banks because they've equipped themselves. But there's so many other indicators that are saying, yo, we should not be here. There's so many indicators that are saying, yo, this market is resilient, but we don't know why. Bro, even them people confused right now. But I'm going to be real with y'all, and I'm going to tell you what's keeping the market, how it's going. 
greed. Greed. But here's what we do know about greed. At some point, you gotta say, there's no more I can do. At some point, the greedy has to face the consequences. At some point. And if we go down the list of them, do FTX going to court right now. Everybody he worked with is saying, bro, you know what was going on. Watch this. I talked about this with B yesterday, a day before I said B. What's my man's name we were talking about? Nah. Bernie Madoff. I said, bro, Bernie, he didn't even have to do that. He just could have invested the people money and he didn't even have to get 15, 20%. But what happened was once the greed kicked in, the greed gonna take you so far where you just be like, yo, it ain't. And what happens is you get to a point where you can't turn back. Every person that is done by greed, there's always a point where they could turn back and they'd be like, bro, I'm just, I ain't turning. I'm in. He has so many, bro, he could have stopped when he was a $6 billion fund. He could have said, you know what, man, let me just handle this the right way. Bro, the dude got up to $64 billion. You too far in at that point. America is in the same situation. The economy. Everything is pointing to saying, yo, we about to bust. And it started for that pandemic. For the pandemic, they was not supposed to put $7 trillion in the economy. They were supposed to let that thing fall. Because what happens is the economy needs to recalibrate. But here's what Greed says. I'm, why recalibrate? Just print some more money. Just print some more money. But what happens when they say, bro, we can't print no more? Of course you can. We can't print no more. So now what happens is, guess what the gauge is now? Yo, two million people got to lose their job. Guess what the gauge is now? Here's the gauge right now. Watch this. Orange juice is up 315% since 2020. Live cattle is up 130% since April. Trap, why are you telling me that? Because that's the futures market. That's another insane market. Well, Trap, but what that got to do with me? Well, that means when you go to the store, your orange juice costing you a little bit more. When you go to the store, that beef that you eating costing you a little bit more. Bread costing you a little bit more. Sugar costing you a little bit more. Eggs costing you a little bit more. Milk costing you a little bit more. But guess what? Everything is costing you more, but the job ain't paying you more. So now you become financially exhausted. So for us and everybody in here, even my team, I'm like, yo, it, it got to be a prerequisite that y'all learn this game. 
because this is a way for you to make money, not to trap. When do you take money out the market? Why do I need to be? Yo, I just want cash out and be sitting at so I can take advantage of the opportunities. And I'm going to tell y'all what really get me when I see the opportunity, I don't take advantage of it. I love the game. And this is this opportunity. I want y'all to understand that we are in prime positions to be victorious and not be victims to Pharaoh. This is an opportunity for us to be on the other side. This is an opportunity for us to build our financial arc because there's a flood coming. There's a flood coming. And I just want us to be prepared. Let's go a little further. Today. Here we go right here. What's keeping the market up? Here's what I feel like. This was moving the market moving forward. Rates have to stabilize to decline and we need to happen. Inflation has to fall. Oil dropping. Earnings are expected to be stable. Now, Here's the thing I'm looking for going into this earnings season. A lot of companies, I see you too with it. A lot of companies have lowered expectations to be earning. A lot of companies have lowered expectations to be earnings. And so we need earnings. We truly need earnings. We need to see them. We need to see that. So Tudor, let's go to my four, my, my, my four things they need to own. Here's my advice. Here's my advice. I think that you should own these four sectors, these four sectors. Not saying the specific companies for 10 years, but you should be in these four sectors. I think you should be in healthcare. You should own MedTech and you should own some type of drug maker. Me, Eli Lilly, me and Travis and Travis Nana, we went with Eli Lilly and Nova Nordis. I think you should own those two companies, one of those two companies. I think you should own some type of MedTech, so intuitive surgical, striker. Something like that in the medical field. Let's go a little further to it. I think you should be in cybersecurity. The reason why you should be in cybersecurity is because to, uh, MGM just got hit for $100 million. Cybersecurity. But guess what happened too? The people information got leaked. So watch this. They're going to get their $100 million back. They got what's called EMO insurance. They don't get that back. They don't get some of it back. But when they take your personal stuff, you can't handle that kind of hit. Right? So protecting networks, devices, and data from unauthorized access or criminal use, I think you should own that. Let's go a little further. Right? You should own technology, either the chips or the information technology. I think that is good. And let's go a little further. 
defense. Defense, defense, defense. Because we in some hard times right now. We in some hard times right now. And these wars gonna be serious. Let's go to the first two. Let's go, brother. So look, y'all know it, man. It's flush it up, flip it. Let's get to it. Right? All right, man. So first one on the list is Striker. So the company is up year-to-date 11%. It's the MedTech. They deal with Neurotech, MedTech, brains, spine. They all over the hospital, man. Let's talk about a Striker, flush it up, flip it. What we got, Jose? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. How we feeling? How we feeling? Flush it up, flip it. Strikers, 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 strikers. I like strikers. Huh? Because they all over the hospital. Strong company, man. Good balance sheet. I ain't mad at it. All right, let's go a little bit. ISRG, Intuitive Surgical. They deal with robotic surgery solutions and evasive care. Strong company. I like them. They up 10% year to date. How we feel about that? Flush it up, flip it. All right, I got it. I like it, though. I like it. It's a strong company. It's definitely been on my list for a minute. I've never really got into it, but it's definitely been on my list for a minute, man. We gonna flip it. I like it. All right, next one is IFF. That is uh, International Flavors and Fragrances, man. This comes with everything from food, beverage, uh, household, uh, bioscientific. They do everything, bro. But it's a trash stock, down 37%. They down 37% year to date. They've been in the game 130. You've been in the game 130 years. And all you, you done, uh, get out of here. We gonna flush them. I think that's easy. Alright. Let's go with American Express. Y'all know what they is, man. I ain't gotta get into it. Y'all know who they rock. Oh, I'm sorry. What that is? Signal Group. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Signal Group. Uh, so Signal Group is a health insurance company. They deal with health insurance, life insurance, casualty insurance. When I was in the union, this was the in, this was the insurance we had. We had y'all had that as crane operator. We had Signal. So I think unions use them. Signal Healthcare. They minus ten percent year to date. Get out of here. All right now. Amex. Flush it up, flip it. Bro, you know I got 8 million points. Look, I showed Nat that. Nat said, why you ain't spending? She was like, why you ain't spending them points? I'm like, for what? She was like, bro, 8 million points? That's, 
you can, you got some trips right now. I was like, nah, I'm straight. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm straight. She was like, bro, I ain't never saw eight million points. <laughs> Everything with it, yo. All right, man. Amex, man. Flush up, flip it, man. I like Amex, man. We need to get a deal. I'm going to get with Lashana. I'm going to get with Lashana. Lashana needs to, we need to get, we need, I got 8 million points, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. 8 million points. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, Nat was like, yo, you should, that's some, I say, no man. This ain't no trips right here. You chilling. There ain't no trips. Get that off your, get it off your brain. All right, Fortinet, man, great company, cybersecurity, infrastructure security, Internet of Things, and security. B, what is Internet of Things? Everything Internet? Could be. Up 19% year to date. Taurus, I can help you spend some. <laughs> Internet of Things. Fortinet, flush it up, flip it. How we feel about that? Flip? Khadija, speeds your internet up. All right, let's go with this one. Monster Energy Drink. Monster Energy Drink. Y'all know what it is. We ain't got to... Monster Energy. I ain't got to tell Red Bull, Celsius, Monster Energy. They don't got them. That's their competitors. This man here. <laughs> Jose is the same man that said Netflix stock a week. Keep y'all the street. Ah. Monster Energy Drink, how we feel about that? Now watch this. What if I told you this? It's the best performing stock in the 10-year radius. <laughs> I'm a buyer though. I don't like it, but it's a moneymaker. Which y'all know I like CELH. That's my baby. I've been sitting on that joke. I bought 500 shares. About when I first put it in the recession portfolio, I put it in my other portfolio too. Me and my daughter. I think I got like 200 for her to. You can't do what daddy do. Man, my daughter told me something the other day, bro. She said, Daddy, can I get in your skin? I said, where you heard that at? I said, where the hell you heard that at? She was like, I just want to be in your skin. I said, stop, get up. I said, get off. I said, get out the damn social media. Who phone you be on? I said, who goddamn phone you be on? <laughs> she said, but you my daddy. <laughs> I said, man, I'm going to talk to your mom about this. 
right. Next we got um, Yum Brands. So Yum Brands is responsible for KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and Habit Burger Grill. What's Habit Burger, B? That wasn't racist either, though. <laughs> Habit Burger. Habit, H-A-B-I-T. What's Habit Burger? I do not. I don't eat beef. I don't eat beef. Anyway, Yum Brands down minus 6.27%. How do y'all feel? I think Taco Bell was harsh meat anyway for a while. That's what the people were saying. <laughs> I'm flushing them, man. All right, now I got one for y'all. Fair Isaac. FICO. FICO. I'm not doing that, man. FICO. Fair Isaac Corporation, man. How we feel about that? Now, let me tell y'all something. Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. So watch this. I'm about to set y'all on fire. I'm about to set y'all on fire. So y'all know who this is. This is the credit school people. Y'all know who that is. That's the credit school people. Watch this. Year to date, they up 46%. Year to date, they up 46%. 46% is $280 year to date. Watch this. In one year, 120%. In one year, they up $486. Five years, $305. They up, I'm going to say five years, they up 305%. Watch this. Max, maximum, they up 1,762%. FICO. I'm about to buy some of that stock. Everybody credit jacked up. You see it? But watch this. It's an $889 stock. I'm going to fix their ass. I'm going to fix them. I'm going to at least get 100 B. Easy. By monitoring your credit. You got to pay to get your credit locked, pay to get your credit unlocked. You got a, <laughs> got a dark side. Who's on the dark side of the web? Yeah, they snatching you. Ah, somebody say, trap, you tripping. You talk too much, dog. That's my sleeper. Yo, they on my list. $889. So watch this. So watch this. Here's the crazy part. I would, 
I looked them up last year and I remember when I saw it, I said, hold up, that thing crazy. Bro, I remember it being $400 last year. It was $400 last year. Bro, it's up 100. So, and in one year, that means from last year, this time. So October last year, we shoot trapping Tuesday, bro. It was $400. I would have looked like a genius if I would have got that one. They'd have been like, Trap, you the GOAT. They already be saying about that Chipotle. That was my next Chipotle. Celsius is my one, though. Celsius, that's my one. We're going to go crazy with that one. But that fair Isaac, Isaac ain't playing that shit, fell. Flash it up, flip it, y'all. What we doing? They it Most ain't know what this dude is always trying to validate what he got. What the All right, man. What we got next, man? Let's go to 1-800-TRAVEL hotline, man. Hey, Trap. It's Matasha from back home. I want to first off say thank you so much for all your teaching. My portfolio is currently up like 15%, which is the most I've ever seen it. And I know it's definitely because I've been following you and learning from you. And I think I bought all the courses that you have. And so I'm just continuing to learn and grow each day. But I wanted to ask if we're looking to be more well-rounded investors and have that hedge fund manager thinking, do you have any advice on what our day-to-day habits should be? As always, thank you for all you do. And I'm excited to continue to keep growing with you as well as growing myself. Peace out. Shout out to the queen. And let's just say this. Let's put this on wax, Jose. She's up 15%. That means she's actually beating the S&P by 2%. Let's clap for that queen. Let's clap for the queen. Let's clap for the queen. The stock market right now, S&P is up 13%. She is up 15%. She is beating the S&P. Let's clap for that one more time. All right, so daily habits, uh, algorithm, your algorithm, I like it. Uh, I think more than most, I don't really have a, you know, I'm not kind of like, you know, people on Instagram be like, I got up at four o'clock in the morning, I tied my shoes, I I ate some egg whites, I worked out. Uh, I think you have to find what's comfortable for you, but I do think you need a routine. So I do know my routine is, for the most part, I get up maybe 6.30. If I got my daughter, I'm going to get up at 6. If I don't have, I'm going to get up at like 6.30. Difference is, I ain't got to bring her to school. I got to bring her to school. I know that. I'm going to get up. I am going to go work out. That's for sure. Uh, I take this stuff called uh, Lion's Mane. I take the li- You took my bottle, huh? My mama probably smuggled it to your ass. So I work out in the morning. I take the lion's mane. I pray. That's the three things I do for sure. I work out in the morning. Uh, I take my supplements and I pray. That's for sure. Next thing, I make sure I hit both of the groups up. Uh, You probably don't want to know about that, but I go straight to the market. 
I go straight to the market. And while I'm working out, I'm listening to either something to spiritually help me evolve or I'm listening to something to personally help me evolve or I'm watching the market. So one of the things I will say is you have to become that thing. You have to become that thing. Um, so for me, that's important. Um, that's kind of my routine right there. Like, I'm not going to lie to you and be like, I do this, everything calculated. But what I will say is, the, I will say this, outside of trapping Tuesdays, which is my late night, I've made it a habit of going to sleep at between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. The more rest I get, I see that the better I am during the day. And I will say this, I've started now taking naps. But I got away from him. Not even because of Lily School. I just got away from him. He was on a tour. I was doing all kinds of stuff. I, I got away from him. I got back to taking naps. And I've read something that said taking a nap, like a 30-minute nap, 45-minute nap, bro, it just it gives you new life. So that's kind of that's kind of my thing, Queen. I'm not gonna lie. Um, like during the middle of my day, I don't know. Should I call Zinni and be like, bro, let's pull up to the studio, let's shoot. I know I'm about to do it now because we about to be on, I'm about to go to shooting content like crazy. Um, but that's kind of my thing, Queen. I get, I make, my morning is the most important to me than the rest of my day. Um, when I start my morning off right, kind of the rest of the day falls in line. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of my thing, Queen. Um, and I think you just find you, but you do need a routine. You need a routine. I would say at least trying to read. You know, at least about 10, 15, 20 pages a day to help you um, of what you want to become. Um, but, yeah, naps are important to me. All right, let's go a little further. I hope I helped you, queen. Let's go. Good afternoon, Reverend Trap. Trap, I just wanted to know, um, once you start to grow your accounts, or should I say scaled your accounts, at what point did you think it was okay to start? Uh, maybe taking out some of your gains to celebrate those gains. Thank you very much. Say, OG. Man, I got so much love for you. And I'm about to say it with the utmost respect. I'm no damn reverend. <laughs> Don't start no stuff, won't be no stuff, OG. You hear me? Don't start no stuff, won't be no stuff. Uh, I think the first time, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not going to lie to you, celebrating my win is knowing that I made the right investment decision. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily need to take it out to go spin it. Um, celebrating my, celebrating Myself is now. I did do one thing. Um, I think this was probably the first time I took something out of the account in probably years. Um, I took thirty-five thousand out to pay for the Aruba trip for my birthday. The first, and I took the thirty-five thousand out to pay for the route that paid for my flight, the room, the hotel. But other than that, other than that, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't, um, huh? Nah, chill, bro. <laughs> nah, but I don't, OG, I don't take them out. Um, 
Because the goal for me is like what we talked about earlier. You know, is I want to be able to 325 million. And I'm going to be real with y'all. I, I don't think. I don't think that that's there was a point in my life, Jose, where I felt like a certain number amount was not attainable. There was a certain time in my life where I thought that if I'm being real with you at this point in my life, I don't think there's no number that's not attainable because of the rate at which I could print money in the market. The goal for me is I'm already in a good situation where I win more than I lose, right? The only thing different is scalability. Scalability, right? Like, if I'm buying 20 contracts now, 40 contracts, I got to get back to the 40. The next thing is 80. Then my goal is going to be like, all right, bro, like, Let's do 100. Let's see what 100 look like. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what 100 look like. Right? And once you see what 100 look like, what happens when you, what happens when you buy 100 shares and it costs you, let's say, $200,000, but now you've got 100% return on those 100 shares? Now you're sitting here like, all right. And the dope part about it is, Nothing changes but the money, right? Because we've already got 100%. Everybody in the Patreon, if you've been with me since we first started the Patreon, you've got 100% return on at least two of your option trades. You got 100% at least two of them. So that paid for the Patreon for the year, that doubled what you put in it, you know what I'm saying? So if I lose one or two trades, I'm like, I bet that come with the game. I ain't tripping. And immediately I put in the Patreon, here's the lesson I learned from this, y'all. This is what I learned. Boom, 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 boom. I said, when this happened, this is going to happen. Boom, 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 boom. And it happened. It was like, damn, trap, that was good. You know what I'm saying? So even for the losses, I'm like, I bet. Now, I'll say out loud with one of the things I learned one of the things September got me with was it got me with fool's gold. So I saw the stock go from 890 to 923. And then it went from 923 to 860. I'm like, bro, but it was September 1st. They reported like September 1st or September 2nd. Now, the bad, my follow was I went in the group the day before and said, yo, it's September, y'all. I ain't really making no moves. I'm chilling because I know what's going to happen here. But when I saw the thing go from 923 to 880 in my mind, like oh, I'm looking at what is trade. I'm like, bro, it's going at least it at least going to hit to 890. And it's going to float between 890, maybe 870. It's going to float between it's a month. It's it's not going to fall from 880 to 808. Never in my wildest dreams that I think that was going to happen. So it, it fools gold me. I took that L and I said, say, y'all, here's what I learned. I don't care what it looked like. I'm going to just sit the whole September out to the last week. Because it is ideal to buy them while they're down. 
Why is it ideal to buy the option while it's down? Because it's cheaper and we automatically know that October in 2021 gave us 8% return. September, I mean, October 2022 gave us 6% return. And so far right now, we up 3%. from. So we already know what October brings. My deal is because it hit my rules. It hit 50%. If it would have flowed around 40%, I would have been like, I ain't tripping. But because I'm a person that sticks to the data, I don't go, my rules say if it hit 50%, we cut the L, we go about our business. If it would have been 50 45, if it would have been 49%, I would have just sat there like, man, I ain't tripping. It hit it, 50%. I'm like, all right, I got to go with my, because I stick to my rule. You know what I'm saying? Unless I see something crazy, and that was something, I was like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> it's at least going to float in this. It's going to at least float 20% to the negative. I'm all right. But when it went from 880 to 797, I'm like, bro, I got it. It's 50 it acted with 51%. I'm like, I got it. I'm in the airport like, damn, I got to take this loss. Shucks. Now, the sucker back to 856. You feel me? So, but I told him in a group, I'm like, man, I learned that just sit to the side, but that last week, be willing to take it. You know what I'm saying? That last week, I was, so I learned from that. So let's go a little further, man. Hi, right, yes, my name is Jose L. Johnson. My question for Trap is, if you want to, uh, if you want to take take some of your gains out of, out of your option trade, how do you can you do that without selling your your option, or do you have to sell your option to get get any of the gains out? Say, OG, you can't never call here with a Falcons hat on. You hear me? You can't never, you can't never call, you can't never call, you can't, you can't never call here with a Falcons hat on, OG. Nah, 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 nah. Yep, you gotta, uh, you have to sell. You have to sell, OG. Now, the dope part about that is depends on what you want to, um, depends on what you want. So let's say, like, let's say you up 60%, 50%. And one thing I love about the leap options that we do, it gives us the opportunity to be up 40, 50, 60% over, you know, a certain amount of time. So my goal is always, if I don't see nothing in the market where the market about to change, like, we're going to let it run. So my goal is once I hit about 80%, it's like, all right, it's, you know, I can start looking at taking it 100% for sure. Once we hit 100%, let's say we got four contracts, we sell half. Because what happens is now we've got our principal back and we just running with the house money. Now, if you got one contract, the only way to get the profit is to sell the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's the only difference. So if you got one option then you got to sell the whole thing. If you got two, you sell one, you keep one, and then you good. We got another one today. What up, Trap? I was trying to figure out how Maybe do him? you choose which option play you're going to go with once they all hit those resistance points mm. around all the same time. 
So Google hit the resistance point, NVIDIA, Tesla, Apple, um, and it was another one that hit it. But uh, I just want to know how you decipher between which one you going to go with when they hit those resistance points. Because, man, I'm trying to buy all of them shit. I'm trying to jump in everything. Yeah. I'm about to tell you what we picking for. <laughs> what we what we picking for? You know what I'm saying? Like, and shout out to my guy, man. He was uh he came to the uh, VIP. Uh, I'm be real with you. Uh, that's what I did today. That's what I did today. Like everything, I put them in a group today. All of them had did what I, uh, uh, uh. when I picked the meta play, they all. If you took the options course, we talk about that hook, right? They all had to hit my hook. Uh, oh, let me hit. Hot Meta hit first, Hot Amazon hit, but Amazon took maybe a week or two for it to really turn green. It, uh, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Today, the play we put in today, it finally hit the little, whoop. I said, ah, uh, let me get it. Nah, <laughs> you saw that beat? It said, whoop. I said, ah. Uh. <laughs> what I will say is this, though. You never want to overtrade. And what we mean by overtrade is looking at how much you have in your account and how much you're willing to invest. So the goal is to never overtrade. Now, uh, the objective in overtrading is most people say, you know, like 10% of your account um, in one trade. Um, but for me, I kind of I like that. But I always want to leave me a nice cushion. So you always got to say what that cushion looks like to you. Like, I never want to trade to where I got zero dollars left in the account. Right? Like, I, now, 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 guess what? I'm in a bind, Nate. You know what I'm saying? So you never want, you never want to be in that situation. So I always want to, and I typically look at it as, I at least want to be able to make two. I want to have enough money in there to make two plays. Even though I'm not going to make the two plays, that's a cushion mark for me. Like, I always want, whatever that percentage look like, I'm not going to lie to you and be like, buy the book. You only have 4% or 8%. Man, we all different. You know what I'm saying? You That 10%, that 8 whatever, it, that's somebody's idea. That don't mean it's law. That's that, that's that person. That's somebody. Well, I look for a 3 to 1. Now everybody's saying, I'm looking for a three to one. Why are you looking for a three to one? I don't know. I read it in the book. I ain't looking for no three to one. I want that bitch to run. I ain't get, I got near for that bitch to run. I want to make money. You feel me? That's, that's what we're here for. And I, what happens is you got a lot of people that learn stuff from other people and they keep running with it. And that's cool. I'm, I'm unorthodox. You can see that by the, match, uh, the course. It's an unorthodox course. But guess what it do? Print money. You know why? Because every, every time, what, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's 100% facts. But there's also nothing wrong with you coming up with being your own self, coming with your own identity and doing what work for you. You know what I'm saying? And so you, you have to decide who you are as an investor. You have to decide what it is, what's your risk tolerance, what you, for me, I always, like, I know, the average at what I trade, because I'm trading 20, 30, 40 contracts at this, the average thing gonna cost me probably about $35,000 for 20, 20 contracts, bare minimum. 
So I need probably about 60 grand sitting on the side. I'm all right with that. That's just my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I needed probably I needed probably about 60,000 to make me be like, all right, bet. Because my money, the rest of it tied up in place. But to let me know, I'm like, all right, bet. And I'm, but I do know with that 60, I ain't making no plays until I get out of one of these. Now, caveat to that is I do believe that I, don't, I shouldn't be in no more than five or six trades at a time. For me, I shouldn't be in no more than five or six trades at a time because I can only pay attention to that many at a time. Now, the difference in that is, let me double down on that. If I'm in five trades, or let's say I'm in six trades, and one of them is at 100%, then that trade is null and void. So if, I'm in, so if, I, if I don't want to be in five or more than five or six trades at a time, let's say five. We'll say I'm the, I don't want to be in five trades, no more than five trades. But let's say one of my trades is at 100%, in my mind, I'm only in four trades. Because I don't already took the profit from that and put it back in my stash. So I'm only in full trades right now because that's the house money. My money is back put up. So if I'm in six trades and two of them at 100%, I'm really only in full trades because I already took my profit back and that's house money. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to scale out of that. Right? It might go up another 30, 40%. I ain't tripping to come. Let me scale. Let me take. Let me sell one more. Because I be buying 20 now or 40 now, so if I sell, I got 10 in there, that's 10 house money. It run up another 20%. All right, let me take two. I'm, all right, it go up enough, let me take two. And then I just let the last one run. Like, all right, I got three of them that's in there. Whatever they do, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, under, it's understanding what rules you set up for yourself that you going to abide by. For me, 50% is my rule. But if you're a new investor, I'm going to tell you, hey, yo, 10% come up out of there. Well, why, Trap? Because you haven't tested the 10% rule yet. Now, most of the people in the Patreon, watch this. I know for a fact right now, if you've been with me since the beginning, your, your risk tolerance is probably about 35%, 40%. And here's why I know that. Because we watched Google go to 30% below before it shot back up and we was up 70% on it. But it took us three and a half, four weeks for it. We watched it go for, chat, what we doing? I'm like, we good. Chat, what we doing, man? We good. Chat, what we doing? I ain't say we doing nothing. Why you keep asking me what we doing? I ain't say we doing nothing. <laughs> but they like, it's doing something. You ain't saying nothing, chat, but it's doing something. It's saying a lot. I ain't never been here before. They like, bro, I can't take it. Right. I'm like, we good, y'all. We good, y'all. It hit about 31 percent and then it just turned around. We went up 70 percent. And people in the group was literally saying like, damn, Trap, I literally watched my risk tolerance increase by watching that. You know what I'm saying? So you never know what your risk tolerance is until you touch it. Now, the, the dope part about it was because I was with him. I'm like, we all right, y'all. You know, this is going on. So it gave him understanding of why I don't need the panic. You know what I'm saying? Trap telling me what he see. So that helped me out. So in the Patreon, one of the things I do now is after I make the play, I'll wait like a couple hours and I'll come back and give them a whole breakdown on why I made the play. Here's why I made the play. Here's what I saw. Here's my idea. So now they're like, oh, now that makes sense. 
You know what I'm saying? That, it makes sense now. All right, then. So for me, it's, but my threshold now is I'm at 50%. Now, I can go deeper, but for me, it don't make sense, right? Because I know how to avoid, unless I'm in September, if I get in something and go down 50%, I done messed up. You know what I'm saying? So September, I haven't been in a play that, now that I think about it, the PayPal play that I messed up in was in September. Now that I think about it, it was in September. But you know what I'm saying? So you build rules around somebody say my first 10%, 10% for the first players of time. That's a fact. So, all right, man, that's what we got, man. I owe 200K in student loans. How can I invest in, I owe 200,000 in student loans. How can I invest in they and get Dale this, what? I don't know. I tried to read it, bro, but you, I tried to read it, family. I tried to read it, family, but you caught me off guard. All right, man. So, listen, I want, I want to take us, I want to take us to this, this uh, wise words from the OG, man. This was a great show tonight. Uh, I want to take us to a place, um, I want to take us to a place that was on my mind a while back when I was talking earlier. It comes from Proverbs 1, verse 29 through 32. And I want y'all to read this with me. For they hate knowledge and did not fear the Lord. They wanted none of my counsel. They despised my reproof Therefore, they ate of their own ways and filled with their own devices. For turning away from the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of the fools shall destroy them. When I read that, man, it touched me in my heart because people say they want to change their life. People say they want to be better. People say they want to accomplish great things. People say they want to be successful, but they fear the knowledge. They hate it. And you know why they hate the knowledge? Because knowledge requires you to be diligent. Once you have knowledge, you now have responsibility. Responsibility now becomes priority. You can no longer say you're naive. You can no longer say, I didn't know. You can no longer say, this, this is my first. Once you have the knowledge, your universe changes. The possibilities changes and you become responsible. And then the next thing say they wanted none of my counsel. So what happens when you get the knowledge, when you don't want the knowledge or you get the knowledge or you have access to the knowledge, but then you get somebody that wants to teach you, but you despise that counsel. 
Therefore, they ate of their own way and filled themselves up with their own devices. Simply saying, you're basing your life off what you know. And I remember I heard E.T. say this one time and it touched me in my spirit. He said, iniquity is the things that we foster. What are you fostering? This just the way I am. Let me make it clear to you. That's when you start saying, I'm just this way. That's just the way I am. I just do it like this. This is my way. This is my truth. That's your own way. That's your own devices. What happens is when you start to live in your own devices, when you start wanting the cake that you made and you won't eat the cake too. When you start filling yourself up with yourself, when your own thoughts and your own ways become the only operating system that you have, I promise you, you are headed for destruction. Wise counsel. When we talk about your financial algorithm, we say that part of your algorithm is the people who you have conversations with on a daily basis. Because just like Mm, this is about to be heavy right here. I told Jose this earlier. There was a part when Jesus said, yo, Peter, I'm about to go ahead on and, you know, it's my time. I done came what I done came for. It's over with for me. And Peter said, man, you tripping. That ain't about to happen. And then Jesus says, Satan, get behind me. He said, get behind me. Now, I'm just telling you that Peter was my dude right-hand man. Peter's cutting the ears off for him. <laughs> Peter with the smoke. But what happened was Jesus knew his mission. He knew what I came for. He had been spoken into. And so even when the whisper of his best friend spoke in disbelief he said you speak the tongue of man I need you to understand that you got people around you you on your mission but they speak in other world and I ain't saying the world back we all live in it we all do our thing but what I'm saying is they speak in the word they speak in the vice they speak into your algorithm and that's what's anchoring you to where your progress at you can't get to your progress because you anchor to the word of the people around you so much of the word from the people around you is diluted into stopping your mission why you think that when Jesus was in the wilderness the devil ain't fighting with number what word you just fought, you got to fight word with word. You got to fight word with thought. You got to fight word with belief. You got to fight word with action. So the people around me speaking a word, I got to combat them with word. I got to double down on my belief and then I got to take action because I understand that what your word is, is going against everything I believe in. I still love you, but I got to kind of distance myself a little bit. Peter, And then we go a little further and he says, for turning away from the simple shall slay you. Now, here's what I want you to understand. Slaying me is like, it's going to beat me up, but I can still survive. 
right? Like I'm turning away, you turning away from the simple. And what I mean by you turning away from the simple is you got somebody in your, in your, you got somebody that's good for you. You got somebody that got the knowledge for you, but you turning away from them one because of the word that's surrounding you or because you've ate of your own vices so long. Right, you ate of your own vices so long. So you imploding. The implode is what happened from within. So watch this though. But there's still hope for you when you turn away from the simple. Because that's a little, that's a little tweak. Hey, come over here. This, but here's the dope part though. Here's the disastrous part. And the prosperity of the fools shall destroy. See, see, you can be slayed and still move. But once you get destroyed, there's no coming. So what, what trap, what that means? What it means is you looking at everybody with the fake prosperity. But you don't know how they got it. But you chasing it. I just showed B something today. Dude, some Hellcat dude. 57 cars, all for auction. $30 million, jewelry, everything. The people done took it all from him. They auctioned it all off. But guess what? He was on YouTube going crazy. Here's the thing about that. You know how many people looked up to that and was like after that and get like, yo, this is what I want to do. I remember a while back they had to do with the dude now. He was with all the jets and he was fresh all the time. Uh, he was doing the wire fraud. Millions and millions of dollars wire fraud. Like I'm seeing all the celebrities on his page. Everybody loving him and his biggest wire fraud ever seen. He gone now. The prosperity of the fools. When you don't understand how somebody got something and you worshiping what they got, you setting yourself up for failure because now what you're doing is you're judging your success that you trying to do the hallway. You trying to put the work in for all somebody who took a million shortcuts and you saying, I won't be like them. And God like, no, I got something for you. But now what happens is you ain't able to fight word on word. You don't let the visuals take control of the word. And now your financial algorithm has been disrupted, but the wrong way. Diligent hands build wealth, lazy hands make prosperity I ain't got nothing against nobody I'm just saying we looking up at stuff on Instagram and I'm gonna keep it real with you Instagram has been the detriment social media has been the detriment of so many amazing people with great potential but you give up because you comparing yourself to somebody that's doing it the easy way and so the prosperity of the fool is going to be your destruction because you ain't with you've been putting in the work and you right there you right there you on the brink of something great but soon as you scrolled on the gram at two o'clock in the morning when you had a little doubt in your mind and you saw somebody taking a trip and then you strolled again and you saw somebody with the money you say I can't do this no more I quit and he was right there the prosperity of the fool that messed up your whole algorithm and it's destroying you I need you to understand that Proverbs 1 29 and 32 I want you to go look at that the prosperity of the fools and I could be wrong in my interpretation of that and if I am wrong with that, I ask God to forgive me. 
If I am wrong in that, I ask God to forgive me. Because I meant it for good. I meant it to shine light on something that I saw when I read it. I said, damn, I see this makes sense to me. This is the reason why so many people are falling short. This is why so many people are failing at their assignment. Because everything they dreamed of, you are getting glimpses of it. But the prosperity of the fools. Prosperity of the fools. You got an assignment. You got so much greatness in you. The one thing I love about the eight coin is the eight coin ain't never let nothing in nature tell him it couldn't be an oak tree. And once the eight coin stood 10 feet down or 10 roots down in its assignment, it dominated the soil. Here's the dope part about once you dominate the soil up under you, it take hell and high waters to uproot you. Go try to uproot an oak tree when it done cemented itself. I promise you it's going to take some hard work. You ain't just getting it out of there. But before you get in oak tree form, you in acorn form, comparing yourself, and I can just kick you along. I can just kick you along because you ain't never take root. You ain't never take root. And you ain't never take root because you still comparing. You ain't never take root. You ain't never realize like, yo, I'm a whole cold-blooded oak tree out here, but you in acorn form looking at caterpillars and all kind of other stuff and cypress trees and all that. You too busy scoreboard-wise, you couldn't become the acorn. And now somebody come around and just do this. You ain't never take root. You ain't never take root. So when you leave Trapping Tuesday, episode 64, I want you to dedicate to taking root. I want you to say today, tonight is the night I take root. Tonight is the night I take root. That's what I want you to say. Tonight is the night I take root. Tonight is the night I plant myself. Tonight is the night I go out and seek wise counsel moving forward. Tonight is the night that I get my financial algorithm in order. Tonight is the night, not tomorrow, but tonight. When I get all trapping Tuesdays, when I finish getting this from trap, whatever this is, I want you to say, I take root tonight. I don't care what you do. I want you to say a little quick prep like, I, I'm taking root tonight. I want you to tell a belief to yourself, I'm taking root tonight. I want you to text somebody out the blue and say, I'm taking root tonight because when you put it in motion, you give it life. I want you to just say to somebody, I'm taking root today. I'm taking root tonight and I get up in the morning I'm in the I'm in the nurturing phase see that's the thing about stuff what happens is at nighttime you get the the, the earth and the moon and the and the, it gets the nurse things grow abundantly at nighttime so I want you to get some rest tonight and say I'm taking root I'm taking root tomorrow is a new version of me tomorrow tomorrow is the best version of me Tomorrow I'm giving birth to the best version of me, but tonight I'm taking root. When I get up in the morning, like I'm, I'm not even thinking about the stuff that happened from October the 10th. That I'm not, I'm thinking about October the 11th and the rest of my life because tonight I'm taking root and tomorrow I'm giving birth.
I want us to think like that. I want us to think like that. I want us to think like that. Tonight I'm taking root. Man, listen, man, it's your boy, The Wall Street Trapper. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Episode 64 was amazing. Man, do me a favor. Make sure you like this. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share it with as many people as you want. Do me a favor, man. Just take the part you like the most and say, hey, go to this part right here. Listen to this part here. Just just do that for us, y'all. Let's help us get the numbers up for sure. We know we're putting the work in. Um, Jose is putting out, dropping so much content on the YouTube. He's dropping so much content um, on the audio. Do us a favor, man. Do the same thing with the audio, man. Take that audio, send it. Again, take your favorite part, send it out and say, hey, listen to this part right here. But check it out during the week after Thursday. So he's going to drop an episode Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. He breaking that thing down. Do us a favor, y'all. Download that and send it out and tell your people get it, man. It's your boy, The Wall Street Trapper. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night. Thank you.